0: Hey, listener, thank you for pressing play this week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast. We've got the first trailer for the Black Widow solo movie from Marvel, Box office predictions for the opening weekend of Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. When you can expect Baby Yoda merchandise and a new Planet of the Apes movie is in the works. Plus our spoiler review of Martin Scorsese's latest epic gangster film, The Irishman, on Netflix. And a whole bunch more, all in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Wednesday, December 4th, 2019. You know who this is, and you know why you're here. You want all the latest comic book and superhero TV and movie news, and by God, you found it. Forget everything else out there. Forget all the Scientology bullshit. This is the real deal. This is the real deal. Worship at the feet of the holy trio of geekdom, the jock and nerd podcast. Play it. Check. Two,
1: check one. All right. There. Give it up. Hey, this is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. It. Welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast with your hosts, Anthony.
2: I'm cooking a pot roast in my pants. So. Imran. What the shit is this? And Rug Boy.
1: Put a bullet in me,
2: Imran. Comic book and superhero, TV and movie news, reviews. It's
1: really bad. It's actually pretty bad. <laughs> it's so fucking bad. It's dog shit on a hot day. I love this movie so much. Come on, Imran. I think you will surprise And
2: whatever they choose.
1: Let him see your small dick. We all know it's not Big, ah, fuck off. The
2: Jock and Nerd Podcast. Remember,
1: that man's got your back.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. What's up, listener? How's it hanging? Welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Jock and Nerd. My name is Amron.
2: My name's Anthony.
0: He's the Jock.
2: He's the Nerd.
0: And joining us over there, infamous member of the Bambino Felt the American crime family uh on the streets goes by the name Rugs Sixtooth. oh you call him rug boy what's up rugs hey how did you know my name my my secret name rugs i heard you paint fences what the fuck does that yeah, mean? yeah i paint fences i and i do <laughs> wax on wax off and i know a little bit of kung fu yeah you, you yeah you construct mailboxes i need a mailbox <laughs> can you take care of that you do any carpentry uh yeah i do things I paint houses with my semen. Oh, boy. <laughs> and there we go. Your first dick joke of the yeah, show. We got to start strong. Anthony, perfect segue. <laughs> if you could please tell the listener in a succinct manner, our lovely sponsor for this episode,
2: I will uh, first acknowledge that last week we talked about, Ball shaving for around six to seven minutes.
0: We may have gotten a little... I think record. Guinness should contact us. Yeah, that's the longest anyone's talk about shaving their ball. We may have gotten a little overboard. We were very excited. It was our first live read. I yeah. was seeing how long we could go. I was like, let's see how long we could just
1: have people listen to us talk about balls.
0: I mean, I could do 30 minutes on that if you really want. 100%. But
1: we're not going to do that.
2: So we did that because support for the Jock and Nerd podcast, <laughs> podcast excuse me, what comes from <laughs> Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming.
0: Yeah! Like,
2: yeah. <laughs> they offer precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. So, jingle Whoa. balls to the walls, fellas. <laughs> Untrimmed pubes. They are a thing of the past because uh, Manscaped has this package called the Perfect Package 2.0. I'm a proud user of actually the Manscaped product. I know in the past I've tried to shave the family jewels and gotten a little nick here or there but manscaped has designed a uh, electric trimmer that is has safe safe excuse me skin safe technology so this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts um, this perfect package 2.0 includes the lawnmower 2.0 which is the, the, uh, the electric trimmer um, it also includes a crop preserver which is basically ball deodorant um, it also includes the crop reviver which is basically ball cologne oh you need that yeah, you need that. Yeah. It also includes boxers, that, boxer briefs that say Manscaped on it. That's pretty important. Yeah, you should definitely check this stuff out. If you want to keep the uh, family jewels nice, fresh, and uh, good for your partner, then invest in the uh, Manscaped pa- Perfect Package 2.0. You get 20% off plus free shipping with the code bigheads at manscaped.com. So, and like I said before, this is definitely. A product that I would have endorsed regardless of the sponsorship because I did buy it before we bought we were bought in with this uh sponsorship.
0: So there you go. That's a testimonial. Keep your keep well nice and trim, fellas. Great, keep for, it the, done. great keep it, for the keep it nice and trim. Do we uh, have a time check on how I long I think that took? this uh that was a much more succinct way of getting the live read across. Thank you. If they continue <laughs> to sponsor us, <laughs> to we landscape. will alternate
2: between succinct live reads and 20 to 30 minute reads of us talking about <laughs> our balls.
0: might be so. Somebody on the Facebook group wanted a uh, YouTube uh, video live playback with commentary from us. Oh, like a how-to? I could yeah. do a how-to. Hey, yeah, we might have to put up a YouTube <laughs> tutorial. Could, like,
1: narrate it.
0: Uh, ah. Oh, yeah. It could Press be... you take
1: your balls <laughs> and you cup them <laughs>
0: <laughs> tightly. <laughs> then you got to breathe in and breathe out. Rhythmically, we could give those Aussie man videos a run for we give Aussie man a run for his you, as money. Long with as long as you
2: use the Wim Hof method of Wim breathing, well, yeah. yes, <laughs> while you do this, you should be good. In
0: through the nose, out See, through the mouth. Now we're going into seven minutes. Okay, nervous. we're going. That's <laughs> too right, far. That's Let's fine. get It's impossible. To- <laughs> it's still so hard. You started with the dick like, they should really,
1: like They should really just give us a bunch of money for this. We're really spending a lot of time talking about
0: it. Uh, check's in the mail, <laughs> Manscaped. Your dickheads at manscaped.com. 20% off. Let's get to the geek news, you bastard. <laughs> The Jock Jock and Nerd Nerd. Podcast. Uh, Very exciting. Marvel just released the first trailer for the first movie in Phase 4, Black Widow. Geek Widow. With uh, good old uh, Scar Joe, directed by Kate Shortland. Uh, The action pack gives you a lot of first look at a lot of things in the movie. Not so much plot. But a lot of great characters. You guys see this, Anthony? What would you think of the Black Widow? Is it Geek or Clompy
2: John? What say you? <laughs> I'm going to go a little in the middle. First okay. off, it was an odd time. They released it
1: in the middle of the night, it seemed like. Was it?
0: Like on a Monday out of nowhere. I heard there was going to yeah, be something. It was like one in the morning. Yeah. Oh, mm. weird.
1: Strange. I think I watched the wrong trailer. I think that watched the trailer for Black Dildo.
0: Oh, that's oh. a different movie. Yeah, by. I think this <laughs> Whoa. That's uh yeah. That's- it was a much different oh, Black Widow, okay. <laughs> a Black combo. Right.
2: No. Maybe a post show we can yeah. hear a review on that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, um,
2: so I mean the trailer was solid. It looks definitely like a Black Widow meets Mission Impossible type thing yeah. without the live stunts. Um, Tom Cruise definitely would have jumped out of a plane for oh, real. For real,
0: absolutely. He'd be <laughs> falling without a harness. Just drop um, me.
2: But yeah. I mean, it looked fine. I, I liked David Harbour in it. Um, he was hamming it up as uh red was it red red guardian russia's red guardian. captain right, america right right, right. um I mean, the overall feeling though i got from it is is it's fine it looks good i'm sure it'll do well i'm sure i'll be very entertained it just feels though like why are they they should have made this earlier yeah is it that's, too that's little too late yeah I, I mean i'm sure it'll be good but why make the movie after she dies and in, in uh in well, what's, the movie?
0: what's it called uh jesus Endgame. christ
2: end game yeah yeah i mean yeah, I'm, I'm, my brain is a little you're fried
0: already fried i mean there may be a reason maybe she's not gone i can't imagine they're making a giving her solo movie and then she's just done i don't know i, I think it's a
2: legacy movie i think that girl um
0: yelena belova
2: yelena belova who's played by
0: florence Pugh. florence he Pugh. Smells. i think <laughs> Pugh. I think she's
2: the <laughs> legacy Black Widow that'll carry it on.
0: Rugs, what did you think of the trailer? Well,
1: I wasn't, like, disturbed by it. I mean, yeah, it does raise an eyebrow that you're doing a movie about a dead character and you feel like, okay, well, if this movie's great, where does it go from here? But the other thing that kind of, like, was, like, took me aback was uh that it's a team movie again. Oh, yeah, you got and I'm like, you- I want her to be her own, you know, like. I understand you have supporting characters, but now you have a bunch of other superheroes involved, and I, I wanted her to be the focus of the movie kind of thing. So, um yeah, it's weird. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to play out. Maybe I'm just assuming that it's a team movie. Like, there's a new team, like, being formed, like a Guardians of the Galaxy, like, a bunch of characters that kind of, like, get along or whatever. You clearly whatever. have Red
0: Guardian as the comic relief. Obviously, David Harbour's probably going to be comic relief. He's already making jokes in the trailer.
1: I find that to be a little bit odd that they're you, they're going to make the Marvel's uh, character that people wanted to have a solo movie. And it's not really kind of, it's more of a team movie. Um, the only other thing that kind of, I mean, everything else actually could look kind of cool. Um, the only thing that I was not the happiest with was Taskmaster's helmet.
0: Yeah, let's talk about mm. him. Why does he look like a bad guy from Power Rangers? Yeah, he looks like Lord Zed. I mean, you see. I'm a- sure it's a heat. Well, that's uh, that's this be. is another point I wanted to bring up. Uh first of all, the helmet, you see a little bit of the skull mouth. Do but yeah. I would have loved a little more skull face. Uh is he wearing a hood in that shot? I don't know. I'm not I'm not thrilled with that helmet also. Hopefully it evolves. They had crossbones with a skull. Yeah, that looked cool.
1: So, yeah, but they don't maybe they don't want to like retread that shit again and again. So
0: then they are just like just make him look boring and shitty. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it'll evolve. Uh, we know Taskmaster's power is he's an assassin who can mimic anybody's fighting, right? Correct. So did you notice in the beginning when, uh, uh, what's her name, Black Widow meets uh, Florence Pugh's character, Elena, and they fight, they are mimicking, they're like mimicking each other's moves. Well, they were trained together in the Red Room. Right. So they all know the same moves. But I wonder if that's a little bit of a a misdirect to make us think maybe she's the Taskmaster. I think it's oh, Rachel
2: Weiss's Black like, Widow character. Yes,
0: that, that character has a name, and it's Milena Vostokov. and in the comics, she becomes something. Iron Maiden? Iron Maiden, yes. Excellent. She joins the metal group <laughs> Iron Maiden as lead guitarist. Yes, Bruce Dickinson. Uh, I love seeing a very young, de-aged William Hurt as as General Ross. His face is all smooth in that one shot real quick. Uh, yeah, it looks kind of weird. It does look, he a looked look weird. I yeah. paused it and yeah. dude,
1: he looked strange. Not, as fuck. It, that's not the best Marvel de-aging I've ever seen.
0: He's very smooth. No, and it's a quick shot. So maybe they're still working on it. Uh, we see her in her white outfit, which is pretty dope. Kind of looks like a stormtrooper from Star Wars, but also, you know, a good outfit to hide in the snow. It just seems like it's the same outfit that she's wearing. It's just, just all white. white. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a thing in the
1: comics? Does she wear a white outfit? So the white outfit... There was a, f- a few issues where she
0: wore there's it. There's a, a series from 2009 called Black Widow Deadly Origins or something that it comes from. But it's also like, uh, you know, it's your, it's your snow spy suit. So you fucking blend in and shit. Mm. Uh, other people have noticed that the vest uh, Yelena Bolova is wearing is very similar to the vest uh chic scarlett johansson wears in infinity war oh shit Uh, a lot of people saying that that that's a reverse kind of easter egg uh i don't know what that means what it means for yelena's character at the end of this movie Maybe she dies right and she takes it so anthony i think you're right that yelena's gonna be the new black widow they're passing on the mantle but but what if She's the new Black Widow, and uh, Scarlett Johansson does come back anyways. I think that'd be a mistake. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, they played that up not as a huge moment in Endgame. They made, obviously, Iron Man's bigger, but I don't know. I think that would be a mistake to, to bring back that character so quickly after you just killed her.
1: I feel like... Black Widow is not the character that you would go back and fuck with time with to save because she's just a person. Right? She's not going to really level the playing field in a huge fight. So I, I, it's not worth it to go and fuck up the timeline to save her, to bring her back.
0: It's not worth it. Man, I just, I will miss Natasha Romanoff in the MCU and it's hard to believe like this could, this is her last appearance in any MCU movie. I mean, look, we
1: got, Captain Marvel, which is more of a, you know, kind of higher power level, uh, you know, flagship character, you can really get behind, doesn't have a shady past, I guess. Like, Natasha Romanoff did some fucking horrible shit, probably. And Mm -hmm. it's hard to, like, make her, like, this big hero, because she's kind of got, like, a, you know, dirty ledger. Apparently there's some...
2: there's a few articles that uh, Robert Downey Jr. will be in this movie.
0: Oh, really? What? Yeah. Oh, shit. Whoa. No, well, it's in the past. So, so yeah, yeah exactly. Michael Tchaikovsky uh, commented it's a little sort of unclear where in the MCU timeline this takes place. It it's a, right before Civil War. But, I mean, right after Civil after War. After Civil War. Is that where it is? is before that, what, Infinity War,
2: I believe. That was announced?
0: No, but that's what people seem to be saying. And that's what it looks like. General Ross is chasing them, they're on the run. It would make sense because uh, there, it's the the trailer starts in Budapest. So she, we don't see the Budapest event. They talk to, but she's going to Budapest, and then she's got to go back to the Red Room where where she got trained, I guess. Uh, and she's falling through the air, and Taskmaster's dudes are still after her, shooting her in the air. She looks a little CGI in that shot. Also, uh, let me ask you this: The Hollywood Reporter had an interesting article about how Black Widow prequel can set Marvel's future. He brings up a point that says. Uh, Marvel Studios boss Kevin Feige has touted that phase four of the MCU will be different from what's come before in terms of directorial vision. He says that this movie, that they're going to move away from the Marvel house style, and this is more a Kate Shortland movie. And also, the future directors like Chloe Zhao for Eternals, Dustin Daniel Cretton for Shang-Chi will be able to not to do their own thing stylistically. Uh, and not follow the Marvel Hostile. Does this look different, what they're showing us? No. It, no, it kind doesn't of doesn't, it, does it? It kind of looks like all the other movies so far.
2: Visually, it doesn't look any different.
1: It's got more of like it's a, a two-minute win- trailer, but that's no, true. it doesn't look different. It's got, I mean, it feels maybe a little bit more like Winter soldier That's what I
0: was going to say. It's got a yeah. little Winter Soldier spy action thriller Well
1: But I guarantee feel. you that action Winter Soldier's still going to out, outpace
0: Well, this. it's Russo Brothers, and this is uh, Kate Shortland. But they yeah, all got what that. Is, they think she again? Kate Shortland has directed, I'll tell you right now. I mean, you know they have a stunt, the same maybe this stunt guy that's best known for uh let's see, a movie called Lore, a movie called Cybersault, Berlin Syndrome. Uh some <laughs> TV, uh not a lot. She's only directed like 11 things total. The most recent thing was the Smilf TV series. What's Smilf? Single Mom I'd Love to Fuck? Oh. Yeah. Oh, shit. Hmm. Smilf. That's a new Smilf. one. Smilf. I didn't know about I that. didn't know about Smilf. There's, uh, there's a TV show. So, uh, yeah. Somersault 2004. I don't know what any of these things are, uh, but they're, you know, they're, they've been picking a lot of interesting directors for Phase 5. Uh, so, we'll see. So, it doesn't look too different. Is it too late? I don't know. I mean, it's not too late to make a movie about anything, I yeah, guess. Well,
1: yeah. it's, there's it's still interest in Black Widow, obviously, but it just feels like, uh, as we both said, it's like, where would we go from here? Like, it doesn't have a future. That's the thing that, that sucks about
0: it. That's why I think we may not have seen the last of Natasha Romanoff, and there may be some fucking horse If this horse thing
1: shit. does bonkers, they're yeah. going to resurrect her. You know yeah. that.
0: Yeah. I do love the logo and the logo treatment in the trailer. Um, that yeah, I did black like that, that. that. was actually it's with very the, nice
2: with the hallway turning
0: into the yes, black. Widow. From Iron Man Two, and she's wearing like the Iron Man Two outfit in the silhouette. Uh, very nice touch. So uh, be very good. let think about this. Like they said, never another Joker movie. Yes, <laughs>
1: and that happened. So like anything could happen. Well, we
0: don't this. know if it's happening. It's still nothing is confirmed about the Joker, but it's a fucking billion dollars. They're gonna make another one. Probably this is the way this is the way I have this spoken is the way this is the way Can you and find I K-Wee? have spoken goddamn baby Yoda is just destroying the internet uh, listener your feedback is important to us uh, we'd ask you if you got a moment take a quick Jock and Nerd podcast audience survey Jock Nerd helps us uh, shape the show we love constructive criticism and feedback just visit Jock Nerd.com slash survey three easy questions and you can leave your name or you don't have to you can be anonymous and you can be honest we all have we wear pants not diapers so we we can take it mm, I'm not going to cry are you going to cry Anthony I already cried with two of them we, so. well we appreciate the two people that said it <laughs> we got equal criticisms which is well, it's balanced I'll tell you one thing everybody loves rug boy what yes <laughs> I never get to talk That's all. Wow. Look, (laughs) jogger.com slash survey. Take the survey. you will be helping, help, helping us help you out. Uh, So we got this great trailer and the weekend, this show drops you guys and listener, there should be, keep an eye out. There's going to be a bunch of things being released and announced because it is Brazil's big comic con called CCXP. This thing's been getting bigger and bigger every year since 2014 uh and becoming. We didn't get press passes. Ah, we should have applied, Anthony. Well, you, you're gonna <laughs> buy. You're gonna buy fucking travel. Does that? Does travel come with? Anthony, the press pass? go to Brazil. Oh fuck! Can I imagine? Would
2: go to Brazil. Yeah. Sao
0: Paulo, Anthony, in December. Yeah, that's gotta be. Where's that? Okay. Where it's at? Sao Paulo. Yep. Sao Paulo. <laughs> I mean, if you thought San Diego was crazy, what kind of fucking awesome fucking uh, Brazil ca- carnival that's shit? That's where they got the Brazilian wax. Yes. No, that's where came from. <laughs> Can you use the Manscaped mm. trimmer to do a Brazilian I not know nose? that. <laughs> yeah. It's the only wow. thing Brazil has given us rugs. It's one of the best things. <laughs> the Brazilian the wax. Wax, What's wax? wax and booty. That's yes. what it's given us. I mean, who could ask for more? Right. Uh, everybody's showing up to this thing. It's December 6th through 8th. And on the Saturday, December 7th, I mean, Kevin Fiji is flying down there. He's going to be there. So... Likely, he's going to have footage from Black Widow, maybe something from Eternals, maybe some surprises. You can expect something new. Come out there. And also, Warner Brothers will be there, and Gal Gadot tweeted out there's a surprise coming on Sunday when they take the stage. So, Oh, it's going to be the trailer. It's going to be Wonder Woman trailer, yeah. probably, and Birds of Prey footage or something new. So... This has uh, become like a big thing, CCXP. We're going to have to make it down there. <laughs> what That's piece. this weekend, huh? This weekend, the weekend, the show drops. So nice. we will discuss all those reactions to those trailers next week. Also, we're only a few weeks away from Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. Geek Uh You got your tickets, Imran? I do not. Mm. Did you buy tickets? No, you know I checked on my Fandango. <laughs> There's still fucking seats. You know everybody's uh, freaking out for nothing. You can still get seats on the Thursday night. There'll be uh, there'll be seats. It's fine. Yeah, this can be inflated the, they inflated that they they like yeah. to build up the hype. However, interestingly enough, opening box office predictions for this movie are tracking the lowest of any of the sequel trilogy. They they're looking at 175 to 200 million. Oh shit, which is huge. For a movie opening, don't get me wrong, I think only seven movies have opened over two hundred million dollars in the weekend, but it's lower than the last two movies force awakens so the Last jedi was two hundred and twenty million right last jedi two twenty force awakens two forty seven
1: so it should probably drop another twenty right well, so, yeah.
0: Does this go down or does this go back up because it's J.J. Abrams? Because it is the last movie in this Skywalker I don't saga. I
1: think people didn't buy tickets to The Last Jedi because of Ryan Johnson. I don't think it was that. I just think that they had seen The Force Awakens and they were just like, all right,
0: uh, it seems like they're just remaking old Star Wars movies. Yeah, yeah. But Anthony, after This Last Jedi, is interest going to go down or up? Which way do you think it's going to swing? Hmm.
2: I don't know to be honest. With you. I think here's what I think. I think it'll be it's not as high as it could have been because of all the anger from uh was it the mm, last Jedi? The
0: last Jedi yeah. But yep. it
2: is the last one in the Skywalker tr- trilogy or saga. They're playing that up. What's also going to help is the fact that everyone's excited again because The Mandalorian is just crushing it. The Mandalorian, Baby yes. Baby Yoda is just yep. taking over like, all of all of pop culture.
1: I actually think that it's, this is working against it. Think so? You're actually what? seeing something what? that is <laughs> loved by everyone. Yeah. And you're like, okay, well, this is what we want. We don't want what we just had from uh, Ryan Johnson.
0: I mean, on the one hand, I can't wait for this movie to come out. Everyone start fucking fighting about it. That's always entertaining to watch. But, yes, The Mandalorian, uh, beloved across all Star Wars fans, something that's kind of hard to do, but it does deal with, Something separate from the Skywalker saga. It is something new, but yet old. and But nostalgic that's the proof the same that time. I've
1: been trying to say. It's yeah. like whenever you make something new and you're not infringing upon someone's stuff that they really like hold dear up, yep. you can do whatever you want. And no yep. one's going to care as long as you do it well. Yep. But if you take something that somebody loves and you wipe your ass with it, expect you know to get it criticized a little bit. Yeah,
0: this is gonna be quite the issue. I think I think it goes above opens higher than Last Jedi. I think it swings back up. You know what's not gonna make a lot of money? Here's the other thing that why it make money, there's not a lot of competition that week, and a big movie opens before. Uh that cats, fucking freaky cats movie, is opening. The same day, which is probably not a good idea for the cats movie. Oh, that shit's
1: that shit's gonna die. You know? I mean,
0: if anyone death. just like non-Star Wars fans left and go see this fucking creepy cats movie, it'll be quick. <laughs> but look, the Mandalorian so far has been a hit. Baby Yoda has been a fucking cultural phenomenon. Uh, I found it interesting that, you know, how everybody wants toys. The only way they were able to not spoil this Baby Yoda was by not having toys. And it was amazing that it didn't get spoiled. Well, you can pre order toys now, but you're not going to get them until May of next year. For the Baby Yoda? Yes.
1: Wow. Yep. That seems like a huge miss.
0: Yeah, that's a big... That's a big fuck
1: up right there. <laughs> does he come with a frog he can eat?
0: That would be great. A frog that could go in and out. I love how he spit it frog, out in the last just one. just
2: having his ears move around. It and sipping yeah.
0: There's a Funko Pop. There's like a plush Baby Yoda. Why wouldn't they put, let that come like, out during the holiday? You're going to be getting a, a, a certificate for layaway for Christmas for Baby Yoda. If that that's seems so stupid. What, I mean, they. I, they, I guess they could have... The thing is, if you make a toy and it leaks, the thing fucking leaks. So either that was the strategy or they Mm. just didn't think they had to know that the Baby Yoda would Uh, be. uh,
2: I'm sure a ton of people want to buy the Baby Yoda either for themselves because they're man childs or just adult children or for their kids. But when you look and say you're not going to get it till fucking May.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a big fuck
2: up. (laughs)
0: That's 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 huge. You're
2: not going to. Sorry. You you know, unless you're hardcore, you're not going to invest in that for your kid.
0: Tell you what, if you are an artist right now.
2: Wait till May to get your damn Christmas present.
0: If you're an artist, set up a T-Public shop. Start doing Baby Yoda t-shirts. You're going to fucking make a killing. There's the move there. Hand-knit Baby Yoda fucking mittens. Uh, It'll be all good. What do you think they're going to name this thing? We should do a name for it. So apparently from the toys, it's called The Child. It's just called The Child. Clone Yoda. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Yoda. Oh, okay, wait, wait. I had another theory. They are (laughs) making this thing so fucking lovable. Do you think they fucking kill Baby Yoda in the last episode of this? Oh, shit. Would they do that? I feel like they're setting us up to just take them out.
1: There would be fucking riots in the streets right now.
0: People would delete their Disney Plus accounts.
1: I mean, guys wouldn't. (laughs) Yeah. There's a lot of people who love Baby Yoda. I mean, it's Disney uh... they're
0: probably going to do that, but for a second, I was like, oh, they might just kill him. What if they kill him? Oh, shit. Head, people would be mad. Do it. Now, if the- That'd be so bald. <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> fucking kill him. Oh, my God. There is, a, And there is a possibility we may see somebody in Rise of Star- Skywalker, Skywalker show up in the last episode of The Mandalorian. Maybe? Before? I don't know. I still think they're going to try to do something. There's something going on there. but I don't know what it is. Uh, last piece of news, Anthony. Yes. You love Planet of the Apes, right? I do. Made by Fox, which is now owned by Disney. Matt Reeves yep. gave us three amazing movies. Uh, apparently, they want to make a new Planet of the Apes movie. It's in the Why? works.
2: Like a, a, a sequel to well, this?
0: Well, it's not clear if it's a follow up or a reboot. It could be a continuation. It will be uh, – it's being worked on by the writer-director of the Maze Runner series, this dude named Wes Ball. <laughs> Ball. <laughs> nice. we Balls was hot. <laughs> you could use the Manscaped trimmer. Very appropriate, yeah. Yes. And I uh, I have seen all of zero Maze Runner movies. I have no idea what what this guy's work is like. I tried to watch like. one. Are there any good rugs? No. Okay, so it makes no sense, uh, really. No, uh, so I mean, uh, they just wrapped up the trilogy in 2017, amazing three movies. Would you like to see them continue this story? Uh, It doesn't need a reboot,
2: yeah. I mean, if they're gonna make another one, I would like to see them continue the story but jump ahead again. So, jump ahead, you need to
1: jump like where the apes are starting to uh, form a society that rules.
2: Where you, you, ju- you jump ahead and you reimagine, if you're going to do it, you reimagine, I guess for the third time now, <laughs> um, how humans now come land upon this planet, and it's just... How they would come back. Ape city.
0: So you would do it in the time when Caesar is like a, a, a legend, a myth, not a myth, right. well, he's a figure, historical figure.
2: Well, if you remember in the first movie of the new trilogy, yeah, it ends and there's a, like a newspaper clipping or a news report of... That spaceship—I forget what it was called.
0: Oh, that's right.
2: Being launched into space.
0: That's right. So we never saw that ship come back. Come
2: back right. Oh, that could be interesting. That's your—that's your hook.
0: Is this a thing where Disney wants to like put their stamp on this fucking franchise? Like, why so soon? It can't be a reboot because why would you want to redo it so soon?
2: Yeah, I don't. Um, a reboot doesn't make much sense. I know the last one didn't kill it at the box office, but overall, that trilogy is. Amazing.
0: Which is a prequel, kind of a prequel to the the series, the original series, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Rugs, what would you want to see?
1: I don't know because I don't. We start the actual like uh, the classic series with uh, the he's the only human really that that is rationally thinking and has language and stuff because he's a spaceman, right? The Icarus. And, Yes. Oh, that's um, right. But I would like to see how they form their society and how they become like these, like basically uh, totalitarian, whatever, apes.
0: And people devolve and become dumb like they, they yeah, were at the I'd end of. I would like to of, see that. Yeah. The end like, of war. That would
1: be cool. And that wouldn't besmirch the old classic series either. I don't know.
2: What was kind of very nice about this new trilogy is. There is a way to kind of do the mental gymnastics where this prequel series ends, and then the old nineteen whatever sixty starts. Like you could do the the mental gymnastics to make that all work, and it still works.
0: You could do a new trilogy that starts, you know, where the the original movies start, but uh, you do it over. Well, I'm saying that's oh, it does connect
2: back to that. It connects back. So if you do a a continuation, that kind of might ruin that a
1: little bit.
0: Suddenly they're shitty cardboard spaceship sets. I just think they shouldn't do it. Oh, leave
1: it alone. Yeah, I think yeah, it's it, my it, gut is too. It doesn't need to do anything. Don't need to do
0: anything with it. Those Maze Runner movies are they're popular with the kids who watches these movies. Not me. I
1: no no. <laughs> did
0: anybody see the did no, it make money? I don't know. But I feel like the maybe the people who read the book they were like young adult novels. Right. When you first it's talked like some, about it,
1: yeah.
2: oh sorry, I was just saying. When you first talked about it, I was saying you were saying Maze Runner. I thought you were saying Blade
1: Runner. Not Blade Runner. I
2: was going. You definitely saw that movie.
1: <laughs> I'm trying to remember what the movie's about because I did see it. I think I saw two of them. Maze Runner. Yeah, I think like, there's like three of them. Kids are being subjected to a test, and the test is to get through this maze. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> wow, they get Sounds out, and riveting. then they realize that the test is just beginning.
0: Kind Based of, on a book. Okay, yeah, kind of like a hunger, hunger games or a divergent, uh, all in that kind of vein. Yeah. But like, hunger
1: games actually had like a, like something that made sense. Okay. They have to pre- compete in the games yeah. and they have to kill each other. And then whoever survives gets the food in for their sector or whatever. Okay. That's cool. I get it. All right. And then they want to upend the, the power system. This is like, it's supposed to be like a, a game within a game within a game. But you really, does none of it make sense, really?
0: The uh, So the three films, total box office, they made almost a billion dollars, $949 million. Not so too shabby. Not too, not too bar shabby. Bar, bar and yeah. I believe, uh, 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 listener, if you watch Maze Runner, let us know if you would recommend it. Uh, we'll check it out. There's the Maze Runner, Maze Runner Scorch Trials, Listen, I, Maze
1: Runner Death Cure. I saw two of them, so, and they're barely memorable.
0: So. So what, for what it's worth, these movies
2: continually did worse in the u.s the first oh, one made 100 okay second was 80 the third third one was less than 60 yeah but worldwide they were doing over 200
0: also this guy he had a small budget apparently west yeah, ball no. 34 million so he delivered on a small budget
2: yeah no low and they went no higher than 62 million but
0: wow wow, that's not bad so they're making two 300 million a picture for 68 million so yeah. That's not bad track record. Uh you know what? Do something original. Don't touch that. Let it rest for a little while. Other uh monster movie news, you saw how uh Godzilla vs. King Kong pushed back. Yeah, 8 pushed months. Back, not delayed. surprised. Not why are you not surprised Anthony?
1: Cuz
2: the last one did not do well.
0: Yeah, so they're like well, let's uh let's rethink this. The last one got pushed back too. It there's did. a, lot, there's That's a lot of right. pushing back. King of the Monsters was also but it's delayed. one of those
2: things where if it would have done well, you, yeah. you just keep the ball rolling, right. but it th- did not and they, they realized quickly that they either made a mistake or people aren't as have big an big appetite for this as they thought. So
1: I think it's we're too back. close of a time. They were too close together. They, yeah. they were never supposed to be out within the, within the year of each other. They were supposed to be out. Like two years. Out, two yeah. years. Like, yeah. And then they pushed the other one back. Oh,
0: I see. So this one had to react too. And this one's
1: right up against it. Yeah. So when you have something that's not performing very strongly and then you have more of that, yeah. you got to at least maybe – let some time settle to build up anticipation again.
0: I mean, what do we learn from Star Wars? You don't put out Last Jedi and then put out Solo fucking five months later. What are you doing? It's too much Star Wars. Yeah, it's gonna hurt everything. So okay, hopefully that's good. But that one, I think you got more uh, people hype for Godzilla versus Kong. Who just that title alone? It's gonna get. A we'll lot see more when amazing. the trailer comes out. Yeah, you got Millie Bobby Brown. Oh, she's in it. Yeah. Millie Vanilli's in it? I thought one of them died. Millie Bobby, you know Bobby Brown is now? in it. Bobby Brown's in it? I think that uh, she, was made,
1: uh, she made a deal for a movie where she got paid like a shitload of money.
0: Millie Bobby Brown?
1: See, yeah, I, so-
0: I knew when I saw her first season of Stranger Things, I was like, this chick's going to be a, a breakout. You had a crush
1: on her. you perv? Uh,
0: no. I was like, she's a breakout star. She's going to be big. And, uh, I heard that she's she just made there. a
1: big deal. She made six yeah, she's she's raking in six million and gets a producer credit. Whoa. And all this other stuff. So she's like probably from that movie's gonna pull down like eight million bucks. Whoa. Whatever this next her next big screen role is.
0: Well there's a movie called Enola Holmes and then the thing about jellyfish. I don't know if it's uh, one I don't know if it's one of those.
1: It's on TMZ. So it like, right, must yeah. be true then.
0: Yeah. Ask the guy that's yelling at TMZ. Okay, look, we're gonna take a quick break here or some promos and we'll be right back we we'll talk about painted houses with the Irishman right after this after these messages we'll be right back
2: transmission commencing this is Wookiee Radio
0: translated
1: for the Wookiee Fair. I like that Wookiee your hosts Ken, Derek and Mike bring you the latest news and commentary from the far reaches of the galaxy uh, hold it hold it i
0: said hold it subscribe today on itunes and stitcher i just
1: assumed he's a Wookiee.
0: start listening today and
1: remember the force will be with you always hi i'm eric and i'm aisla
2: and together we are the hosts of the Bicurian podcast
1: Bicurian is our answer to the polarizing culture we live in
2: tired of feeling under siege and looking for ways to get involved then come be a part of a different way of thinking
1: Everything from politics to geek culture to current events that polarize us as a society. We explore multiple ways of looking at things. Please check us out at bycurian.com and follow us on your favorite social media platform of choice.
0: Listener, if you've been enjoying the show and you want to support the show and want bonus content, join our fan club. Uh, It's called Jock and Nerd Max Plus Now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just visit jockanderd.com slash Patreon. There's a link in the show notes, and you can join this awesome, exclusive community and get bonus content like post shows, uh, instant movie reviews, jock talk. There is a sports show on the podcast. Get get the fuck out of no, here! No, there, there, no, we got sports talk. Yeah, you know, we're f- what are we gonna talk about this weekend,
1: Ron? You think uh, we have anything we can talk we, about? Uh,
0: we may do a post show uh, diving into some Watchmen and Mandalorian talk. We will be reviewing those shows as they end. We'll do a season review. But uh, I need to talk about these shows. The two fucking, everybody's talking about these shows. Uh, Watchmen's incredible. So we're going to take some time, do a post show, check it out. You can get that early access to all our main shows. Uh, Jockaner.com slash Patreon. Pre- appreciate all of Uh and a special Glaven to all our patrons. Thank you so much yes. for your continued support. They're awesome. <laughs> What's the matter, Ruggs? I just nobody's gonna get the Glavin thing. <laughs> We're well, just talking about Professor Frank in the break. That's all. Yeah. Let's get to <laughs> <laughs> the Irishman. Irishman. It's one uh, on Netflix. Uh, full review. Spoilers right now.
1: Trap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time.
0: This movie has been out in limited release uh, at the beginning of November. And uh, then all, full release on Netflix, very experimental distribution on Rotten Tomatoes, fellas. Right now, it's sitting at ninety seven percent average rating, eight point eight nine mm. out of ten, very favorable. Uh, as far as the uh, the box office, uh, the the numbers are weird. The box office Mojo page doesn't give me the domestic number, but I read it's. Wow, it's really strange. So I read in the Wikipedia the movie was made for about a hundred and sixty million dollars, huge budget. Whoa! And it's made about four million, I think. Wow. I-
2: I'm seeing on Wikipedia the the most trusted site on yeah, the internet. Yes, uh, six point six.
0: It. Oh, it's at um, six million now, huh?
2: So it seems to me Netflix paid a shit ton. To supplement this, I mean,
1: everybody's talking about it. Yes, Yes. and Netflix was
0: looking for a masterpiece. This is the most. This is giving them cred. Yes. Absolutely, it's got to be the highest profile fucking movie Netflix has released. It, it it's going to be is.
1: nominated for tons of shit. Absolutely,
2: it, it's up there with the Adam Sandler movies that he, I couldn't even say that seriously. <laughs> ah,
0: you <laughs> son of a bitch! <laughs> the exclusive Adam
2: Sandler contract.
0: So that up there with that, but yeah, man, this is a huge, huge get. It's definitely Oscar contender. Uh, of course, the movie directed by none other than you've been heard him. And- Talking shit about Marvel movies, Martin Scorsese, where he kind of shows you why he can talk shit about Marvel movies in this. Well, he,
2: it was almost, almost as if he was doing backdoor publicity. Yeah,
0: it's kind of. Let's yeah. just bash the yeah.
2: biggest company out right can, now to promote me.
1: Yeah. Can we do something? Well, what do this you want to do? A, I'm gonna completely make the show go, grind to a screeching halt. Okay. Remember the King Missile song, Martin Scorsese?
0: No, they did detachable penis. No. Please. You have to play this we song. We can't play music <laughs> on the podcast, Rudds. So we're going to get sued. Oh, you can't <sighs> play the first 30 seconds of no. it. No. In the no. post no. show, oh, I'm not risking shit. it. All right. King Missile. Would you
2: risk it for the biscuit?
0: I would risk it for the biscuit. I did it all for the nookie. What? What happened? You ever <laughs> heard that song by King Missile, Lawrence Cortese? No, sing us a few bars, Rux. It's just a guy yelling, he makes the best fucking film <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. I fucking love him. I do, That's all it is. I do remember this now. Yeah, I yes, have heard that. Yes. yes. This, and he, oh, my God. He's not wrong. This movie, uh, based on a book called I Heard You Paint Houses, uh, came out in 2004 by Charles Brandt uh, on an interview with Jimmy, the Irishman, Sheeran. Charles Brandt also maybe the guy De Niro's talking to throughout this movie. You don't really know. Uh, speaking of De Niro, starring Martin De Niro, Al Pacino. Martin De Niro. Mar- Martin De Niro. Martin oh. De Niro is, is Robert De Niro's uh, lookalike brother. <laughs> uh, and they, you can't tell them apart. if they Have you ever seen them in the same room together? Yeah. Robert De Niro. Pacino, Pecci, Harvey Keitel, and a little nice little cameo, Ray Romano, Bobby Cannavale, Anna Paquin. Uh, we got, uh, Stephen Graham, uh, and, uh, fun cameos from Jim Norton, uh, and, uh, Sebastian Maniscalco. and, yeah, Maniscalco. Uh, and a bunch of guys that look like John Bellotti. Oh, shit. this movie. <laughs> One of them, specifically, <laughs> full of this movie is full of bloodies and 70-year-old men de-age to look like they're different ages. Here's some fun facts, some stats about this whole crew of uh, P- Pacino, Scorsese, De Niro, and Pesci. This is the ninth feature film between De Niro and Scorsese. Their first since Casino in 1995. It's been a while. The fourth film to star both De Niro and Pacino. Following Godfather Part Two, Heat and Righteous Kill. The seventh to star both De Niro and Joe Pesci. Uh, who I heard Joe Pesci is kind of retired from movies. Uh, and this is the first to star both Pacino and Pesci. And the first time Al Pacino and Martin Scorsese have worked together. Wow. Uh, Runtime run of three and a half hours long. The long per very some. long movie. It is a long movie. It is an experience. Uh but it's one quite of a an kind analysis
2: right there for me.
0: Uh very well, Anthony, let's start with your opening thoughts. You were like, this fucking movie's almost four hours long. Is it any good? Uh what'd you think? It's good. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's good. Um Yeah, no, I definitely enjoyed it. It's it was reminded me of the, the kind of the style now of like wolf of wall street where it's hyper reality and kind of goofy at points yeah dark comedy at points yeah mixed with goodfellas yeah you know yeah. And, and all those other gangster movies I, I overall i really enjoyed it definitely was not wasn't i was looking forward to seeing it until i saw the runtime and then i went <laughs> man this is a very long time i had to i had to Devour it in two parts Because it was getting late When I was when I first started it That's
0: why we have a pause button On things people
2: Yeah so um, Overall really good Very good performances From the top three guys um, I thought Robert De Niro Was the best out of the three uh, Okay I thought Al Pacino was the funniest And Joe Pesci was Was good So overall I just really enjoyed it We can get into More detailed thoughts later But overall really good And uh, happy I'm part of the conversation Yeah
0: <laughs> Uh, uh so Robert De Niro is playing Frank Sheeran obviously Al Pacino playing Jimmy Hoffa Joe Pesci playing Russell Bufalino
2: was not what I was expecting seeing those three and two of them are playing non-italians uh, Yeah, a, non-Italians, mob movie
0: and man they interact a lot rugs what was your uh first initial reaction after watching this movie Well I I feel insulted
1: because I feel like that the uh the Irishman should be played by an Irishman Alright, not De Niro yeah, this well, fucked
0: up. What do you do, they gave him blue eyes <laughs> they, they gave him CGI blue
1: eyes I, I mean look uh, What can you say Acting. about this It's got everything going for it It's got Martin Scorsese Completely untethered, he can do whatever he wants He doesn't have to worry about People watching it in the theater having to get up to pee They can pause it You know what I mean, he can tell the story like he wants to tell it uh, You got You know, everybody who's bringing their A-game To this movie all right, so uh, Pacino, Pesci, De Niro, like, Pesci was actually, like, I hadn't seen him in a while, and he was great in this movie, and I was like, man, he I forgot how good he is. This is his first He's movie good. in 10 years. I think he, yeah, he kind of retired. So, I'm like, where the fuck has this guy been? Yeah. He's so and like, he was so, like, subdued, but, like, the thing about Scorsese is that he doesn't need a lot of dialogue to get you to get inside the person's head. Yeah he lets it breathe yeah. and then you can see like this guy's thinking about, okay, now what do I do yeah. in this situation? How do I, and he, you see them like, kind of like, what am I going to say to this guy? Not to piss him off or to say the wrong thing. And that's really good acting. Yep. And it's physical acting and it's, and you're putting your own thoughts in. It makes you think about like what you would do in the situation. Yeah. Um, And that's kind of cool. And, and that last, like, half hour that last like it was building up to the, the last that hour, whole thing yeah yeah where uh we said spoilers but when you know <laughs> spoilers, when the final outcome was was happening de Niro's character had to like it was just riveting yeah it was yeah so uh um, yeah there my biggest criticism of this movie is that um it was it probably could have been shaved down a little bit maybe, but not by that much maybe like 20 minutes. Um, and you could have given that 20 minutes to Anna Paquin's character because I feel like I'm, it was really, it, that was the one thing that it came away with this movie is like, what is it exactly that, um, sh- was she, was she upset that, um, Hoffa got killed? Was, uh, was that yeah, the thing that that her, like, that
0: her fucking dad did it and she, she knew instantly you know, they, they brought yeah. up a lot of how she didn't get along with Russell Buffalino. Remember that whole scene in, yeah. the, in the the bowling alley? But she got along great with Jimmy. With Jimmy I would have Hoffa. loved to see
1: a little bit more of, like, cause she didn't
0: really do much.
1: She barely no, said yeah. anything. She
0: didn't get a chance to be fleshed up. I think the three moments that connect everything is him beating down the guy in front of her that touched right. her when she's a kid. Then yeah. when he, right after they find out, Hoffa's disappeared. And she, she asked him, why haven't you called his wife she knew right away. And then the saddest part. I just at the feel end like that bank. was
1: weird. That whole thing with the wife calling.
0: There was, the, the part
2: at the end, I kind of felt kind of explained. it. I don't disagree that I, I would have liked to have seen that character yeah. fleshed out, but yeah. the part where the sister goes, we could never go to you. For yeah. Anything, we were scared of you. We were scared of do. what you were going to yeah. do. Yeah. yeah.
0: And then when he goes, to, so the they bank, basically
2: felt like they lived in fear yeah. out of their, well, not only of their dad, but the fact that they could, they were going to get, they could get bullied yeah. and they still couldn't do anything about it. They could get their Dad is worse than the bullies.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They'll show you. Yeah, man. This, I can tell you, this is a uh, Scorsese and De Niro Pacino and Pesci at their finest, a very reflective film. Uh, a very thoughtful film, and yes, it's slow at times. But I, I, I think the runtime and the way it breeds everything cumulatively builds up to for the amazing payoff in the last hour of the movie. And these guys, late in their career, this late in their career, they're all in their mid to late seventies. They're fucking on their top of their game, still on their A game. Uh, with this, so I and I yeah, mean, I mean Pacino needed this movie. Pacino is seventy nine, and anytime you get Al Pacino slamming his hand down, yelling at people, acting crazy, you know it's going to be a fucking good time. That's all you, you need him to
2: do. You can tell Pacino needed this movie because he is full ham in this movie. <laughs> he's going. He, he's basically saying to himself, "Oh, you're going to give me a character that's a hothead. Yeah, I'm in. Like, like I can just go full out." balls to the walls, full out with my acting and That's just when he's best, turn it to like 11. And it's, and yeah, he was great I, so I, I thought was awesome.
0: compared to like Frank uh, De Niro's Frank Sheeran, who, uh you know, this isn't, I love how you have the good fella vibes, but it's not as glad the violence isn't as glamorized as good It's a lot more gritty. It's subdued. just matter of fact subdued. And I love like De Niro became Frank to me by the end of the movie And I felt for the guy being put in this hard situation. And he's always, he's not a hothead, but he'll do what it needs to be done. But he always wants to calm people down. You know, very interesting. And then Pesci's just quiet performance. Fucking, fucking amazing. And the supporting cast was great.
2: I, I almost feel like we should divvy up each of them. Like we should talk about Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, like focus a little bit of time on each one because they're all three legends in the game. And this is probably, you know, sad to say, the, the last hurrah probably for them. Yeah, it's the last—it's the only, first and only time you'll see them in a movie together, probably. Yeah, likely that this is the last time you might see one of them in a the film, <laughs> right?
0: Probably like
1: they're getting old. They're old, I, you know, Pacino's seventy-nine well, years this old. Is good, yeah, this yeah. is this is like probably the biggest thing they're going to do, right? In a while, so yeah. Um, look, uh, these guys have defined. Uh, uh, the gangster genre, the, the Martin Scorsese, like gritty film, you know, Um, their acting is, is great and they bring so much charm to their roles. I thought that De Niro and Pacino were done because they've been doing some slumming, right? They've been doing some shitty movies.
0: De Niro's done like, lots of shitty movies.
1: Yeah. So I was like, all right, maybe he doesn't give a fuck anymore, but you could tell that a director like Scorsese, as much as everybody wants to get on his back, can bring out the best well, in these guys. From what
0: I understand, De Niro is really the guy who wanted to make this movie. They've been trying to get this done for decades. He brought the project to Scorsese, uh, and it wasn't until... Uh, because their first idea was to cast younger dudes for these roles, but it wasn't going to be the same if you got these guys. You know, that,
2: that would be my only actual... So I'll just say my only criticism yeah. is... Well, two, Chris. One, I said this earlier, but it is super strange for me that De Niro's playing the Irish guy. And I know he's played other races and other films, yeah. but it's still like this is a gangster movie about the Italian mob. Yeah. And you have Robert De Niro playing the Irish guy. <laughs> and you have Al Pacino playing Jimmy Hoffa, yeah. who's American, um, and I believe of German and Dutch descent. So yeah. that was a little strange. Yeah. The only other criticism I had was there were times where I was going these are old men and they're playing <laughs> characters that are probably like in their forties, fifties, maybe Well, the
1: now movies, it's late forties and yeah. De
2: Niro's very physical at times in yes. this role. Yes. And it's, I was a little almost as if I don't believe it.
0: So you can de age the face all you want. The technology the doesn't really de age the, the body. Yeah. That's yeah, exactly. too much. So the, for example, that scene where De Niro goes to the store with his daughter Oh, he's kicking oh, him in yeah. the
2: slowest motion ever. He
0: beats that guy down, and I'm like, "That looks like the body of a 76 year old with, with a fucking." It was so hilarious. They should have ah. cut to a different shot there, <laughs> or a wide shot with a I don't know, but that, yeah. So he's so uh, posture. But it's a very
2: very minor criticism. Yeah. Very like their performances are so fucking awesome, and it's so cool to see them in a film with Martin yeah. Scorsese directing that it overcomes it. It's just I noticed.
0: There's a great companion piece on, on Netflix called The Irishman in Conversation. It's a round table with the four of them. And it's mm. actually super insightful. I would watch it. They okay, talk about they talk about guys having to cut and and come to them and be like, look, you're 39. You're going to be a little quicker getting out of that chair. Uh, uh, Pesci talks about how he had to raise his voice a little bit higher. And a lot of it is posture. You got to, you know, at 76, you got to remember what your posture was 30, 40 years ago. The fact that this movie spans decades from the fifties to the through two thousands and they play characters in all these stages it is amazing. Um So I thought you were De Niro very, had the butt very hunched over the body of an older man, but some but of the,
2: had no, I noticed it more actually.
0: Yeah. Yeah. His, His face body looked smooth. pretty beat up. Yeah. You can't de-age the butt. Joe Pesci <laughs> was all right. He's a tiny little guy. You well, Joe, really Joe Pesci, know.
2: even though he might've been playing a younger man, he gave off the vibe of a very reserved, um, guy that's been doing this for a mob boss that's been doing this for a very long time so I could believe even in how he looked that this guy is still running shit a little tougher for De Niro for me Pacino looked the worse
0: some of the some of the special effects looked amazing and some of it I was like what's wrong with that mouth there's something weird around the mouth Uh, so it went back and forth but sometimes I couldn't tell but getting back to De Niro one of my favorite moments is at the end of the movie when he finally after he kills Hoffa he calls joy Oh, he's, he's and broken. he's stuttering he can't get a fucking word out and it's a, amazing acting by Robert J.O. because he's just he's put in a hard place and right before that the conversation he has with Pesci where I love how so many times in this movie they, they tell you what they're doing without telling you anything and you get it and Pesci's just like look we did what we could we talked to him time and time again we gave the guy several chances it is what it is and you know uh, Frank was trying to help Jimmy if Jimmy's such a hothead, would it listen? Well, he, yeah, it's just crazy because he got put into this position
1: now that he's, in order for the mob to trust him, they got to make him be the guy who kills him. In order to protect his family and his standing and all that stuff from crumbling, th- he's got to now kill this guy that he really loves. Right. And that is poetic. Yeah. And that's what makes this movie great because you're... You're hoping this whole time that that's not going to happen or maybe he's, you know, maybe he's not going to be the guy to do it or maybe something, something but, you know, ev- evidently it's like, all right, this is how it's going to be.
2: I, I would add on to that. Ruggs mentioned this, but so I didn't really know the Jimmy Hoffa story. Ah, I love the Jimmy Hoffa story, so, but I've heard the name Yeah, and I accidentally Googled Jimmy Hoffa right before right while I was watching the beginning of this film and I knew this Irish guy commit uh, uh, confesses to murdering him. It's not proven yet. There's a lot of yeah, still a lot of yeah. investigation yep, in that, yep, so we yep. don't really know what happened to Jimmy Hoffa. He just disappeared. He's probably killed by the mob. We don't know who. Um, in real life, this mm. is hyper reality. But I knew that this Irish guy kills Jimmy Hoffa. Yet, with that last, I think hour to 40, yeah, forty-five yeah. minutes to an hour, yeah. I knew he's. I know he's going to kill him. I still felt that tension, like oh my god, yeah. He's going to have to kill him. He's going to have to oh, kill fly, He's flying to Detroit. Yeah. Oh, fuck, he's getting in the car. Oh, what the, what's his stepson doing? Oh, my God. He's got to get him in the car. Fucking, fuck, They're yeah. going to the house. Like, the, the whole thing that's built so perfectly to, like, when he kills him, It's and then kills him, it's not like this big scene kills him. Yeah. It's very subdued. Yeah. And then... You slowly start to see, like by the end of the film, you know, not only the phone call to the wife, but by the end of the film, he, the, you know, that everyone's dead, right? So we're spoiling it, but everyone's dead. Yeah. And the police are like everyone's dead, man. Just admit what yeah. happened. Tell us what yeah. happened. We like, protect. The family is alive. Like yeah. they got to know. And he's yeah. like, nah, I don't. I don't. Yeah. Like his whole his whole reason that he could do this is he really didn't have a conscience, right? Yeah. He doesn't have a conscience, but. That ending is so perfect. It's yeah. like he's telling the story, and he's an old fucking dude, and he's yeah. falling over, and it's really sad to see like old people lose everything, and so he's losing everything, and yet at the end he tells the 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 the, the priest, yeah, hey, keep the door open a little bit. While yes, I go to sleep. oh that last. And shot I didn't, It didn't even hit me until I read after. Like, and I read it on Wikipedia, and yeah. they go, that's alluding to. Al Pacino's character Jimmy Hoffa liking liking to preferring to sleep that way as well. Yeah, I I it's thought like, oh, about fuck, that. That's yes. amazing. When he
0: stayed in his room. It's so subdued with Jimmy, such a great little yeah. close of
2: the fact that Jimmy he did have door. a conscience. He did care about this guy.
0: Also, you see him buying a coffin thinking about his mortality oh, man. Uh, and then just the shot is the, the, the also you're left with like this guy's left alone uh, He's just going to die alone. Yeah, that's the worst
2: way to go, right? And, like and, you have yeah, kids and this,
1: yeah. they all don't like you they, well, you're alone. The fact that that last shot is framing this him yeah. in this in between the small doors, small space, you yeah. can't leave. Like, yeah, yeah, he's helpless. It's, it's super sad. Cr- yeah. it, it's like, oh my gosh!
2: Like throughout the entire film, I'm laughing at a lot of things. I'm I'm smiling because this is all these guys throwing it back twenty years, thirty years, and doing back to their prime. It seems like, and then by the end, you're like, fuck! Like this is the like it almost was like this is the end of all these guys.
1: They're gonna die.
2: I mean, it's that, over. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, yeah. this is what he's talking about when he says cinema yeah all right this is what he's talking about the art form right um like there i mean of course marvel movies they do the de-aging they do similar things there's similar things that that he's talking about he's using effects in his movies and stuff like that yeah. but i think that even without the effects if, if they were to do this movie with just makeup or something or whatever. The, the artistry in making it and the, and the acting and the way that the, all of these things are happening, even without words sometimes mm. and, uh, tension is being built. I think it's just something commendable about it. And like, uh, it is an art form and it's, it was something that I think that a lot of people can enjoy and get something out of. So I'm, I'm hoping that a lot of young people are watching this, uh, even if they're controlling, uh, Martin Scorsese and watching it on their fucking uh, Apple watch I mean, well, He said, watch it on a big screen. Right. So they did the, uh, the opposite. Yeah, you know?
0: Scorsese doesn't recommend you watch this on your phone. He, <laughs> he said, maybe a big iPad. But that's I, I would, about
1: like, it. Somebody <laughs> put a picture of it on a Game Boy. <laughs> you know, I, would, I would throw
0: in this, just
2: a quick comment about the Marvel thing. Yeah. like there, These are apples to oranges, right? Like You can't really compare a Marvel movie yeah. to this. Yeah. A Marvel movie has to have like these action beats, but it can never be this. Right. It would never be this because this is, this is a different form of art. I was just thinking about the fact of like, l- what, two weeks ago we reviewed Rocky Horror Picture. Yeah. And now we're reviewing something like this. Just like the dichotomy of Direct films we've had. Opposite, to, I mean, look yes. at. think about
1: what's in this movie. Yeah. He's talking about going to, to kill, um, Sebastian Maniscalco about the Joey, gun he's going to use. Joey Gallo.
0: Oh, that's a great scene where he's got him on the bed, and then he has the gun and yeah. he takes it.
1: And the way that it's even staged and all that, he puts the, the gun on the bed, yeah. and you're like, "What is he doing?" And you're like, "You figure it out." Oh, he's he's like he's paring it down to yeah. the ones that he's going to take. <laughs> and he's like, "Well, this is like a girl's gun, but like you know what, this is going to do the job. It's small and it's whatever. It's
2: not too loud."
1: Yeah. And then he goes, "I got to do this in front of his kids yeah. so they could see."
2: See what happens. It's all I'm very like,
1: important. Yeah. yeah, it's so good. And I'm like, that's never going to be in a Marvel movie. No, no. It's just that you're <laughs> not going to get that kind of like that that inner thought process of a yeah. person is about to kill somebody, and not only that, but the rules of the street, the the re you know how the game works. All that's in there.
0: That's similar to a scene in Taxi Driver too, where uh he he's he's picking his weapon and he's describing him. Dude, it. it w- oh, I was going to say real yeah. quick. Sorry, Didn't run. Sorry to cut you off. No, that's fine. Somebody do that every once in a while, you
2: motherfucker. I was going to say, there. It, it also was touching on the theme that I've noticed. I haven't watched all of Martin Scorsese's films, I'll yeah. fully admit. Yeah. But it touched on a theme that he hits on a lot in his movies where it's the, and in this case, it's Al Pacino's character, right? But the, someone gets almost too big for their britches, right? Yeah. There's always someone that thinks they've acquired so much power and then they get course corrected. Yep. Right, like it happens here, it happens in in Goodfellas, it, it happens, you know, with, with uh, uh, Joe Pesci's character. It yep, happens yep. in uh, Wolf of Wall Street with yep. Leonardo Leonardo DiCaprio. Like, there's yep. always this comeuppance of the guy where who's doing the wrong thing and gets so powerful that he thinks he's untouchable and then gets fucked
0: really bad. Uh, speaking of that, another one of my favorite scenes when Hoffa is in jail and he's talking to Tony Pro.
1: Yeah, it's a great hey, scene. Nah, ice cream. so
0: good. Like, Stephen Graham. Hoffa just wants to eat ice cream, and he calls them you people, and ah, oh, boy, shit! Tony Pro ain't having any of that, and it's a fun. And, like, uh, uh, in that uh, companion piece, they were like, no, nah, Stephen was beating down on an old man. Like, that guy was actually beating up it's Al Pacino. Funny,
1: because the guy who's playing the Italian is an Englishman. Oh, no Oh, good.
0: really? That guy's yeah. great. Stephen Graham is very good.
1: What's good about that scene
2: Tony is- Provenzano. It's so under like he's just eating the ice cream, right? Yeah. And he Even the way he's eating it and yeah. chewing on it yeah. is so yeah. It's so riveting. Re- yeah. For some reason, but then the way he says "you people" at first, he says it, and yeah. I didn't even notice yeah. that he was being demeaning. Yeah. He was just saying it, but it was like subtle racism because yeah. as this as Tony Pearl keeps you know poking him like, "What do you mean?" Yeah. Al Pacino, Jimmy Hoffa, Jimmy Hoffa starts getting more and more racist. You start to see like. He does actually think these Italians are beneath yeah. him. Like the the scene where they have to make up, and he's, yes. he's like, yeah, you, oh my you people, yeah, we, we, <laughs> you're late, you people. Who comes in shorts? Yeah, to who a wears meeting?
0: shorts You gonna wear that shirt? But, That's but you the know, shirt. by the
2: end, he's he's full on. He's apologize. Yeah, I apologize, you I people, I just, love that he just he was insulting. That he was like, yeah, yeah, right. But then he's full on throwing <laughs> derogatory Italian. D- it's insults at the guy as he
1: should be <laughs> <laughs> I mean, i've mean, i always been look it's fucking dirty italian i've been
0: fascinated with the jimmy hoffa and the teamsters and the relationship to the mob and kennedy and the history uh jack nicholson there's a great movie called hoffa with devito and jack nicholson playing jimmy hoffa scorsese clearly makes the best gangster movies but the dynamic of how jimmy didn't want the mob but needs the mob you know they're on opposite sides but and then uh, the mob's helping Kennedy. Kennedy's brother right away turns around, comes after Jimmy Hoffa and the mob, and he just fucking hates him. Like, some of those are great. Him talking about the Kennedy, Kennedy families are some fucking great scenes. But I think the technology here is very important to get this movie done. Because, you know, without hiring younger actors, you got these guys channeling their characters. Uh, ILM did this, and they talked about how they had to come up with new technology. So normally they would have been like face dots and tennis balls on people's faces. But these guys are right into each other, acting face to face. They need to see each other's faces. They came up with a way to use invisible tracking markers hmm. to do the de-aging effect uh, so experimental for the technology, experimental for the release, distribution, the runtime. I thought the music was fucking great, too. Scorsese always has great soundtrack. Uh, and going through the decades, the music was good. Uh, and uh, what about Pesci? Pesci had some stand-up moments as Russell Bufalino, The moment with the ring is nice because you see it at the beginning of the movie. Uh, and, uh, yeah, just when he tells him he has to kill Hoffa is... That's probably my favorite exchange.
2: No one's going to be like, you know, Pesci. He wasn't given the most, the biggest part out of the three. He was given the most subdued part, but yeah, I mean, I, I come from the background of seeing Joe Pesci as the fucking no, I no, not at all. Oh. I come from the background of seeing him in Home Alone and getting oh, fucking his see? head lit on yeah. fire. <laughs> so <laughs> for me to for re, that's my background yeah. in Joe Pesci. Obviously, I've seen other things with him, but my two biggest roles with him are Home Alone and Lethal Weapon, where he's the jo- butt of the joke every fucking time. But he he's so good yeah. that he's able to reel you back in and go, oh my gosh, like he can play a really serious character still yeah. and feel like a mob boss, even though he's like three foot six
1: <laughs> yeah yeah i think that that scene that he has with pacino where they're where all the talk yeah where yeah. he's having the talk yeah. with them yeah at the restaurant and he's gotta ha- show restraint yeah right he's mm. so and i think that is uh, one of those things he's he's acting without doing without saying anything yeah. and you could see the uncomfortability of like in the situation like he wants to tell this guy hey listen we're gonna fucking kill you yeah, you if don't, you, cut don't, the you shit. don't cool it. Yeah. Well, does, and
2: doesn't he disrespect him by l- just leaving the conversation while he's yeah. talking almost?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, he the way that he handled that was great. And uh, then he's got to tell De Niro that he's going to kill his friend. Yeah. And how do you handle that? Delivering that kind of thing and kind of being convincing in that way, too. And not seeming like a, like a mustache twirler.
0: Yeah.
2: So, But what was awesome, too, is he does all that. And, you know, you're supposed to almost feel... Fuck you, man. Yeah. But then the scene where he's in jail, and he he's talking about how he got the good grape juice. Oh yeah, and, when he's all and old at the end, he's all yeah. old and he's you know, shaking and giving the bread. and He's like, I can't eat it. Yeah. Okay, give me a little piece. He's yeah. dipping and he's eating it. I'm like, oh fuck, man. Now I feel bad for this character the again. Bread and, and, and wine. He's the, he's the guy that forced his his buddy to kill his other buddy.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, he—you know—Frank's character says it time and time again. You did stuff for Russell because you wanted to. You didn't want to disappoint him. He just had this kind of crazy uh, uh, control over everyone. It was
2: is a weird symbiotic relationship between three people. You know, Russell thinks of uh, was it Frank as yeah. he's, you know, you're with me. Yeah, and, but then Jimmy thinks of Frank as he's with him, and he's, Frank's yep. in the middle, and he's with yep. both of them.
0: You know.
1: I was just saying, like it was just an interesting way that he got into this whole thing was what was about steaks. Yeah,
0: huh? I want some steaks? I got the Bobby Sandoval's yeah. character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got so, good steaks. You I mean, got good steaks. So, so like, was he
2: just he was stealing the steaks and
1: delivering
0: it to the mob? And ma- yeah, making yeah. money on the side, yeah. and then he would tell them, "I don't know what happened to the steaks. It's empty." Uh.
1: Yeah, and then basically they they pair him up with with uh, Ray Romano. Yeah, and he's the hookup to Joe Pesci's character.
2: Mm, right, right, right. Well, they, so they but mean, he randomly meets Joe Pesci as Joe Pesci's like, he changes, it, it's car. the chain. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. he does. You notice he doesn't tell him his name in the beginning. He asks his name. He doesn't and, tell him. And Joe Pesci doesn't say what his name is. But Joe Pesci is the hothead fucking gangster in every movie. Amazing restrained performance. Yeah. Crazy, right? They yeah. put him as the, the restrained. It. Yeah. And then, you know, I heard you paint houses. One of the first things Hoffa says to Frank over the phone, uh, and I love how the movie starts with him saying, I actually thought uh, I heard you paint houses meant you paint houses. That's what I want to know. If you want a house painted, how are you supposed <laughs> to ask a motherfucker? How do you, you get that? If God? you get him out of the phone book, I think you're all right. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh, if I the see. guy
1: on the corner yeah. that's e- eating a slice
0: of pepperoni pizza, oh, yeah, you you heard he paints houses. Yeah. yeah, it tells you that there's a guy painting houses I, somewhere. I do love. Of, yeah.
2: I was to say real quick the um you know I, you brought up a good point about Joe Pesci um playing a role where he's opposite of what he usually yeah. is in a lot of yep. movies. I would say the same for Robert De Niro. A lot of times when they get, yep. cast him in these mob movies, he's the—he's a little bit of a hothead, or he, he kind of revels in like beating people up. Or he's the guy know? in
0: control. He's or the he's guy in control. Good shots. Fella, you know, yeah. Goodfellas.
2: He's—he's yep. he's the muscle sort yep. of in Taxi Driver. He's a fucking loose cannon. You know, all, all the different movies. But in this one, he's—he's—he's he's, he's very subtle too. He's yeah. very just like yeah. they tell him what to do. He does the job. He moves on to the next thing. He's not. He's not necessarily a bad. He's a badass, but he's not really. He's just a normal dude. He looks like yep. a fucking uncle.
0: Yeah, and this is how he could get away with it. I love the fact that the the hits were just. He's walking by, shooting his head. Keep <laughs> he just walking. gets in the
2: car and puts just a gun in his pocket. Walking. Yeah,
0: and then he's like, "This spot on the river." Uh, this way you drop the gun. He's like, if they ever drag this river, they gotta they can arm everyone. And it shows even the you way all you just the guns. Throwing the guns in yeah. the river yeah. just—it's
2: not even like nonchalant. It's just like, oh fuck, I gotta get this gun out of here. What
0: the fuck, <laughs> yeah, yeah. shit. All right, <laughs> but I just now. love how the the violence was just so matter of fact, so kind of real. Just pop, pop, and then just move on. Uh, yeah. lots of good. <laughs> lots of good hits so uh as far as the length uh people coming up with uh um, viewing guides and how to break this up and i was like first i was like that's just dumb just, ah, watch, just watch the So fu- you get tired yeah, and then press pause it. and then and go then it. back and watch it and then what's, what's i mean the people it? binge whole seasons of tv shows you can't sit down for three and a half hours have we gotten that stupid i don't understand what the problem like, is we need
1: a guide to how to watch a movie this was made to be <laughs> like is that. Yeah. That's how dumb we get, I, like, right? I don't
0: understand that. I like the. You need to pause it at this moment yes. to maximize your. Get the fuck out of I here! I blame Machete Order for Star Wars. I don't know. Like <laughs> this is dumb. You just,
1: need a machete and fucking put it through your fucking yeah, skull. I mean, it is
2: it is unusual that a movie like this comes out at this point. Like, I think it is it is not the normal. Yeah, I stopped it personally. Not when I got tired, but when, I got tired. But also, as when Kennedy got killed. Yeah. I was like, okay, this seems like a good point to stop because yeah. I'll remember I remember Kennedy, you know, I remember learning about Kennedy's death, so I'll just remember that's the great point to stop. I'll they remember had, everything um, that came
1: up. They had a uh, Quentin Tarantino movie that they made into four parts. Oh, yeah, that
0: was the Hateful Eight they put out in four yeah. parts,
1: the uh, extended they edition. They added an additional yeah. hour yeah. to it. Yeah. Yeah. So it was yeah. a
0: four hour movie. I kind of want to watch that. I haven't
1: seen it. And yeah, <laughs> you can watch it in its entirety the way Quentin Tarantino envisioned it in four parts and they, and they made it into episodes. Okay. That's cool, but I would rather see, um, you know, I I saw the movie and it was fucking three hours and something. So it's like, all right. Um, whatever. (laughs) At <laughs> another 20 minutes make it a good four even
0: i mean i think you know if this was forced to be a theatrical distribution and he had to cut like an hour or maybe 45 minutes i think you lose a lot of that quiet somber reflective periods of these guys just sitting there uh and it, it, it just works and like by the end of it all the stuff builds up uh for the great did, did it feel
2: like three and a half hours for you
0: i you know i watched it during the day and i took a pause to like take the dogs out and stuff it it i it felt long but i was really enjoying hanging out with these characters and going yeah. on this journey with them like i want yeah, you like more. immersed in the yes, world I yes agree. like de niro like f- became frank like i didn't see robert de niro by the end i saw frank and jimmy and you're like, fuck, he's gotta kill his friend. Does he really do this? Uh, and it's so, it's amazing. So I think the, the cumulative effect is, is, a, I, is very good. I just think people are stupid <laughs> because you will literally,
1: <laughs> that's a drop down. Um, oh, cut that. You will literally binge eight episodes yeah. of a fucking thing and watch eight hours of TV without fucking complaining. But a three hour movie is like, oh my God, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> how do I watch this? It's just so stupid. I, so I mean, yeah, like, just did it watch feel like it. three and a half hours? Yeah, it was three and a half hours. Yeah, it's how long it is. Yeah. So, it, it, you know, whatever. But was it a great the whole way through? Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, as I said in the beginning, you could have trimmed it down if you needed to. But I mean, I wasn't mad at anything that was there. I wasn't like, you could just completely cut. Cause like everything that happens in the movie, Gives detail to the character, and it it enriches. It makes it a better viewing experience yep. overall. You would have cut some of that stuff. You could still make tell the same story, but it wouldn't be as fulfilling. So, I don't know. If if you got it, it came
0: on a truck. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker. Ah, it's so good. You fucking, uh, fucking, you Jimmy, fucking, Jimmy Hoff is the best.
2: You fucking let himself. <laughs> Sure, with fucking Teamsters, uh, locals. Damn it! Uh, I'm going to jail.
0: They <laughs> wouldn't dare.
2: They <laughs> wouldn't dare. I'm going dare. to jail.
0: Which one of you? Which one of you told him,
2: I'm going to kill you right now. <laughs>
0: I love this, uh, uh, you I love that De Niro just walks out. He's like, I wasn't talking to you. Uh, yes. yes, he's leaving. He's like, I don't need to be talking like this. He's like, no, no, you're my guy. I'm talking to the other guys. <laughs> you weren't supposed to take it personal. How am I supposed to know you weren't talking to me? Trying to eat my ice cream talking to this whiny cocksucker. <laughs> Fucking Tony Pro and Tony Jack. uh, Uh, amazing yeah and uh, like we talked about the peggy the peggy stuff could be fleshed out but that was heartbreaking also when he shows up at the bank the teller and she's just yeah well that was heartbreaking when when she walks away she went i'm like come on he did yeah he killed a lot of people (laughs) but he's your dad i mean uh, it's tough if if, i mean we we didn't
2: get into her psyche but it is tough to be like yeah i forgive my dad for just killing everybody and then killing my favorite uncle
0: so that guy at the end in the car when they go to Detroit and his his stepson is there yeah. and the guy in the passenger seat. Who is that? That dude looks exactly like John Pilate. That <laughs> um, that, that's got to be him. It's dead on. I
2: love that that guy gets shot in the face by De Niro <laughs> yeah. and it ends up being a, a wrong kill.
0: Oh, that's right. That he he didn't it was do a the mistaken thing. Kid. Yeah, it well, was. A it was he, they
2: they thought that he, wa- he went somewhere to the the courthouse and didn't tell them. anybody. Yeah, so no one knew. But he did tell that somebody. That person yeah. just never told anyone else by accident. So they shoot him <laughs> in the face. Yeah, it's fucking hilarious. Sometimes
0: that, happens. that guy was the,
2: that guy was a scumbag too. So it was fun to see that guy get a little up I love
0: what he's like. I heard you paint houses. He's like, I also do a little carpentry. I'm like, I don't I don't know what that means, but that's a great <laughs> line. <laughs> Uh,
2: yeah, I gotta rewatch it because I don't remember all the exact lines, but there's, there's some a lot great of funny lines. stuff.
0: Uh, yeah, Sebastian Montescalo I thought was a great cameo because as soon as he came out, I was like, That's that guy's a hilarious comedian. If you have never seen Sebastian Montescalo videos, he's got a whole bit about company coming over, it's fucking hilarious. Uh, perfect for that role, and then Jim Norton as Don Knotts or Don Rickles. I thought, <laughs> i like, not. should have been in this movie, Mister Furley. Oh my god! I love
2: that Harvey Keitel's in this movie too. Harvey just Keitel, very man shit reserved.
0: He doesn't get a lot, but like just seeing him with these guys, you're like, oh goddamn, Harvey Keitel! What an all-star cast. So all right, I mean, I think uh, everyone. Well, let me really say really this real this quick. Movie. Yeah, what is, else you
2: got? Does anyone want to? Is is it fair to pick a favorite out of the three in
0: this movie? I, I mean, it's
2: or is it just. Is it just? them three together it's just too hard to them three take it them is out it is hard but it is
0: it is de niro's movie de niro's character's vehicle true I mean, who do you like better Do you like
1: de niro or pacino better if you're going to if you're going to like roll with one
0: fuck i don't know i have always been, liked de niro a little better i was better. really impressed with de niro in this like uh, the range he showed and the restraint he showed uh well
1: look you got th- let me just make my argument for pacino yeah all right. He was fucking, he, he was, you know, the, the godfather. Yeah. All right. Then he was Scarface. All right. <laughs> yeah. And then he was the guy, the blind dude. He was Carlito in Carlito's way. He was Carlito. He? Yeah. Here comes the pain. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, that's from Carlito's way. So
1: a lot of my generation. And then he was in yeah. o- Oliver Stone where He was in uh, that movie every G- any given Sunday.
0: That's, that's when what you gotta it. fight for that yeah, itch. I was yeah. just
2: gonna say that's what my generation a lot of people remember. Then
0: no the hoo ha the, the, the hoo ha was that one? Uh, what the fuck is that movie called? Uh oh he was in Insomnia was in too. Gl- was he in Glenn Glen G- He G- was, Gary, Glenn. Gary, Glenn Ross. Yeah. was in Glengarry Glenn Ross. It wasn't that ha too. Movie. That's uh son of a woman. Yeah. yeah. Sen of a woman. Carlito's way is great Heat So he's carried a lot of movies Yeah but I thought you were just talking about this movie Who who uh-huh. what, who you like in this movie I would say De Niro over Pacino But Pacino has played some amazing And he amazing, was good in Heat too Yeah amazing characters They're both in Heat
2: Yeah they're yeah. both in Heat I've always been more of a De Niro guy personally
0: But De Niro's making shitty movies like Rocky and Bullwinkle I just and, think that uh, <laughs> Why you, would you do look, that? I'll, I'll put it this way <laughs> De Niro is, is,
1: is great but he doesn't have like the speeches that Pacino gets. Yeah, Pacino gets awesome monologues. De Niro does you know a lot I mean? of
0: sub acting without acting, without
1: yeah, saying. Yeah, He does a know? lot of like smell the fart acts Yes, he does. The it's smell just the, like yes, which is his facial expression. Yeah. Like he just smell the fart and. uh But I, I love De Niro. I
2: got tits. Can you milk me? <laughs> oh, I got nipples. Can you milk me?
0: Can you milk me, Greg me i mean that's a great he was great in that surprise he's great in the Fokker
2: movies he's funny
0: when he shows up on uh snl uh in the in the cold open sometimes yes some people (laughs) may have a problem with this movie and him because of that but i i was like fuck it dude you can't appreciate a guy's performance and just keep his politics separate like if you don't watch this movie because of that that you're fucking. That's dumb. That's just dumb. This is an amazing performance. Legendary actor in a, you know it is a mature late in his career. Fucking bringing it.
2: As a little boy, I used to think that they were brothers.
0: Oh, De Niro and Pacino. Yeah, one's tinier though.
2: I, I mean, know, but you, the, you don't con. You, there's, I thought they looked alike for yeah, some reason, and well, I was Al oh, Pacino, Robert De Niro. Yeah, that sounds alike. They're pretty much brothers. I
0: mean, you got Travis Bickle, Rupert Pumpkin uh some amazing characters you know the only thing
2: that would have made put this over the top yeah is if they would have got like Ray Liotta oh, to come shit. back and do something with this too just, like, just had a role
0: karen <laughs> <laughs> or even have uh
2: just Leo come in and do this. Too. That's another you know,
0: uh, Scorsese guy. I think the next movie he's doing is going to have Leo. In I read, it I read,
2: a I read a thing that if they were if when they were thinking about making a Godfather four that Leo would have continued. Oh shit! This as uh, as, the, as the what's his name? As the son of uh, Al Pacino's Corleone.
0: Corleone, oh, the Corleone family. Yeah. And I mean, look, let's not uh, back to Scorsese. You forget this man has been making movies for almost fifty years now. That's amazing. Uh, to have all that, and it's uh like you said, the movie Anthony is very much about them and where they are in their career, kind of slower, or reflective. Uh, so there's multiple levels. It
2: meets. I mean, it's kind of meta in terms of yeah. where they are in their yeah. lives right now.
0: Yeah, but Scorsese still. Uh, uh, let's see, what is he going to direct next? He's still making movies like uh, Devil in the White City. Oh, TV series, Killers of the Flower Moon is uh the next movie. And then he's doing a movie called Roosevelt. Whoa, is this about uh, Delano? A biographical uh, drama about Theodore Roosevelt, oh, President shit. Theodore Roosevelt. Wow, oh, that might be good. And I've heard like Silence is really good. I haven't seen some of his more recent oh, movies. Shit. What's wrong, Rugs? R- okay, Rug
2: R- Boy was walking around with his cane and fell over. Okay, like De Niro in this movie.
0: Poor Rugs. Rugs, you look uh, you're looking good. Did uh, somebody de-age you, or is it new felt? Yeah, you got a glow about you.
1: Oh, I got the glow from, you know, learning karate and catching bullets
0: in my teeth. Oh, okay. <laughs> What's that a reference to? Uh, the last dragon. Oh, the Superman?
1: When you got the glow. Uh, Do you remember that? Kids or, looking good. I, I am the master. I didn't, and he catches the bullet in his teeth. I don't remember that. Someone will know it. <laughs> All right, look. Let's. Uh, I just that that <laughs> pulled that right out of you. I right. of like that's my a, asshole. That's a deep
0: cut. Oh shit. shit. <laughs> let's rate it. Rank the movie. Are um, we ranking it? With? I don't know. I mean, against. I'll start by saying, if we were to rank it against Scorsese movies, I would say it's not one of his the no. better move, the best movie, but it's fucking up there as a, a close to damn near masterpiece. Uh but still, you know, uh, outside of Goodfellas, Taxi Driver. Uh, being some of the stronger ones, uh, it's not the best Scorsese movie, but it's a goddamn good fucking Scorsese movie. And if I was to give it a number, I really, I'm gonna give it a fucking nine. Oh shit, I'm giving it a nine. No. Yeah, nine. nine, nine, how many? Nine, nine, how many? Nine. <laughs> uh, Anthony, what, what what would you give it? Would you rank it? Right. I
2: haven't seen all the Scorsese films, so I'm not gonna.
0: Shutter Island. You never saw Shutter Island? Great I haven't movie. Haven't seen Shutter Island. The Departed. No. It's up there. It's one of his best. Aviator. Great shit.
2: Uh, I was more of a fan of uh, Betza 10 had got din de That's not even, he wrote that. Sorry. What is that one? I don't know.
0: <laughs> it's <I'm> just <laughs> looking games at its of film. New York. It's Did you Dutch see the film. Departed.
1: I haven't
2: seen the departed. No, you should watch. Casino. That um, so I won't rank it there, but I will say it is a, a very, I can, it's a very, very good film for sure. Um, I definitely appreciated the direction, seeing all these old timers back at it. Um, watching a mobster movie um, i know that like, these movies are some of my dad's favorites i immediately called him I'm like hey you have to fucking watch this oh movie. he hasn't Go. watched it, yet. He'll no, well, it he's like can i see it in the theater i'm like it's already out on netflix so he goes what's that
0: <laughs> oh, I, I, no I, he, what's,
2: he's like that netflix thing I, I said yeah i'm gonna have to set that up for you so what's a netflix what's a netflix he's like is that like I just walk up
1: to him and flick he, it. <laughs> he's like can i get that
2: on the ethernet i'm like oh god well, the ethernet is a cable that you attach the uh, just don't explain. Let come. Let me know when you want me to set it up for you, and I will. I'll just press play um, for you. Yeah. Yeah, I might watch it again with my dad because he's a big gangster movie fan. But oh, that's um, nice. I would rank it. I would put a rating on it of a... I've been wallowing between an 8.7 and a 9.3, Ugh. so I'm going to go with okay.
0: a 9.2. Very specific. I like it. Yeah. Okay. Wow, 9.2. Yeah. The, the right. only
2: thing that holds it back for me is... I. It was, uh, although you were saying you got lost and thought this was Frank Sheeran, yeah. The whole time I knew it was Robert De Niro, yeah. And it, it, I like I couldn't shake in my mind that these were all these old guys playing these roles. They were great, yeah. I just couldn't shake it that they were all they were bunch these of, men,
0: bunch of men in their seventies hanging out yeah. making a movie,
2: yeah. So that was all. That was Shilling that was it. the only thing I
1: got.
0: Uh, Rugs, what what are you gonna rate it? I think.
1: Look, this is a as close to a masterpiece as you're gonna get these days um yes the de-aging was noticeable and sometimes it was better on people who weren't de niro than than de niro it, it
0: was only on the three of them in the whole movie yeah yeah so but uh i
1: noticed it the most on him okay uh so whatever I mean, especially that scene where he's beating up that guy <laughs> um so they, there's there's imperfections you know there's here and there but um other than that, so it's not a perfect film. Uh, it's the runtime's a little too long for me to like watch it over and over again, like Goodfellas, which is something I watch all the time. Um,
0: How long is Goodfellas? I feel like that's kind of long too. It's like two and a half hours.
1: Yeah, it's long, but this is like an hour longer. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I love this movie though. I think it's good. Uh, I think it's a a solid nine. Yeah. So uh, I would agree with Imran for the first time. Oh,
0: shit. Oh, Oh, shit. (laughs) It's got to happen one of these days. Yeah. Amazing amazing experience just sitting down and watching this. So, uh, look, he put his money where his mouth is. This is why he gets to fucking say whatever he wants about Marvel movies. He also gets points for directing the Michael Jackson bad music video. That was like a little black and white movie. Uh, Very good. So he's done a lot of weird stuff. Last Temptation of Christ. Also fucking that's a pretty great movie. I mean, most of his movies are better than average. Cape Fear or,
1: with De Niro uh, and yeah. Lewis, that's a fucking great movie. Like his that Hugo movie wasn't the greatest.
0: I see, I want to see that. I haven't seen that.
1: Uh but uh I think that that's his weakest movie. I think that that's his weakest
0: film. Good stuff, uh, and I'm just, uh, it's exciting to have that on a Netflix, on uh, such a uh, high-profile release on Netflix. Okay, uh, let's talk about a couple of TV things before we get into some news from the nation. Uh, the new Harley Quinn uh, adult animated show aired its first episode. Did you guys get a chance to yes, watch it on the DC Universe? Um, I did You did, well. Anthony, what'd you think of this super gory, super sweary uh, take on the DC Universe? It wasn't my favorite. No? No, it was not. Um, Why are you surprised by (laughs) this? I don't know. I thought he would appreciate all the fucking uh, cartoonish violence over Violet and the swearing.
2: I mean, I enjoy uh, Family Guy a lot. Yeah. This was uh, their take on Superhero Family Guy. Yeah, a little bit. It just didn't work for me. it, It just was almost trying too hard to make every little scene funny or ridiculous or over the top and yeah i didn't i i really was kind of like there was a couple parts where i thought it was a little like some clever lines yeah but i don't know it just didn't work for me when you take all these established characters and you and you just make them all jokes or comedians
0: batman's in it gordon's a drunk yeah i think he's one of my favorites because jim gordon if he was in gotham would be a fucking drunk if you had to deal with this absolutely brugs what'd you think
1: I thought that uh, somebody watched Lego Batman yeah. and put
0: curses in violence. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> that's what it is. It's like cartoony, violent, but like really gory. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It's not like, I don't, I don't know. I kinda, was I, like, who's the market for this? I don't know. I I enjoyed it. I liked the pacing. the the, the pacing yeah, of the like fr- everything. Yeah, but I like know, the, the, really the fucking, uh, you know, how the first episode is basically Poison Ivy trying to convince... Harley, the Joker is not good for her, and sure. over, and over and over again, she doesn't get it until the end. Uh, I love that Batman is in it. I love the Frank you love the, the plant. Batman's in it. I love the Batman's in it. He's there, and she does do that fucking bat line. I love so the he plant. fucks bats. Yeah, that's not that's not how it's it like.
1: Works. Um, she's got to trick Harley Quinn into seeing how the Joker does not love her. Right. right. She sets
0: up this elaborate so she thing. A setup. Yeah. Um, I loved uh the Frank the plant. Is a little side character who's like rug boy.
1: It, it's a it's family too. guy.
0: Yeah. But man, there's a lot of swearing. Like there's a lot of swearing and a lot of violence. I appreciate that. I'm interested to see And It's like 30 minutes. So uh, that, that was fine. The fact no, that it was 30 yeah. minutes was good. I can't. It was fine. I can't I'm wait not to like, see where
1: it goes. It's not like I have to see like this show. Like I'm watching a show called God damn it. What the fuck is it called? Uh, Succession. No, it's a cartoon. Yeah, I forgot the name of its it. Black is it that,
0: is it that ca- is it that like caveman one? Well, that's amazing. What is that? I heard that's really good. On, that's uh, called Primal. Primal it's on uh, uh, yeah a cartoon network. It's on Adult Swim Cartoon Network. I yeah. heard that's very good. It's Adult Swim. Yeah, right. um, there's like amazing. barely any dialogue in Primal, I believe, right? It's just like a story of a Neanderthal it's supposed to be good. It's a Neanderthal that teams up with a dinosaur, and they just kind of it
1: it it's uh they kind of just run. Run through the world.
0: Uh, I'm looking forward to all the clever swearing they can do. Uh, So there's something else uh, that I checked out on Netflix. I wanted to recommend, you know how we talk about the toys that made us series. Fucking fantastic. There's one now called the movies that made us. I did not know this was a thing.
2: Same creator.
0: It's from Netflix and it has the same feel, same voiceover guy uh, going behind beloved classic movies. So season one, four episodes about dirty dancing, Home Alone, Ghostbusters, mm. and Die Hard. Anthony, you got to watch the Home Alone episode. I watched that one first. A lot of great, interesting tidbit stuff I didn't know about three out of Home those Alone. Four
2: movies. Sorry. I was going to say three out of those four movies I care about. Yeah. Dirty, I Which one do you think I don't da- care about? Yeah, Dirty Dancing. I'd oh, watch okay. that one. I watched
0: <laughs> the Die Hard one already. Yeah, I got to watch the Die Hard one. This is good.
2: This uh, is good stuff, you guys. It's man.
0: very good. So, speaking of Joe Pesci, you learned in Home Alone that Pesci was a lot more hard to handle on set than nine year old Macaulay Culkin. Really? Pesci was much more of a figure. I, yeah, I did
2: read that he he really had to tr- he had a lot of trouble censoring himself.
0: Yeah, that was the thing. Is he the, you know the not swearing and he didn't agree with some of the dialogue. It's like he was he considered himself a little bit above some of the dialogue that was given to him. So but that's. The, the, I was going to say, the non-swearing is so quotable now. That's where he yes. He, he came up. And that's like, remember old school cartoons? Like, Popeye would mumble like that. It reminded me of that. So he came up with this gibberish language that sounds like swearing. Right. For And then just the stunts they did. Those guys actually did, the stunt guys did those falls. All of those falls are real. and They would do them over and over again. Great Absolutely. episode. Yeah. So, yeah, check that out. The Movies That Made Us on Netflix. Um, and then finally, I think you guys will be happy to learn that I finished the video game. Oh shit. I actually finished the whole video game. Which game? Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. It's not Spider Man. I didn't even know you had the game. I bought the, I mentioned this like two weeks ago. I bought the game. Wasn't paying attention. Uh, and I did the story mode. You finished the whole game. I got to the end. I saw the credits ah uh, fucking great game when's the last time you finished i game? can't remember the last time i actually finished the whole thing but this one you know with mandalorian and Rise of skywalker i was really in star wars mood uh this story takes place between episode three and four uh so it's like at the other end of the of this trilogy from the mandalorian uh where all the jedis uh, have been killed uh dude it's a fucking great game there's like platforming, there's exploration, there's swimming, you're climbing shit, you're riding shit, uh, you uh, you go underwater, the story is great, the combat is fun, lots of great puzzles. You get a cute little droid, uh, BD1, and it's really clever because he rides on your shoulder the whole game, and then when he needs to do stuff, he just pops off, goes around, pops back on, and then you get a ship with, like, an alien pilot, you get to go on different planets. Amazing twist ending that was kind of... Spoiled on a Thanksgiving ad, I heard, and I'm glad I finished this. And I didn't see the commercial that there was a commercial for the game that spoils the end of the game. So uh, don't watch that commercial. Don't don't watch any of these videos if you don't want to be spoiled. But fucking great! It was like a great Star Wars movie. Really, you get to customize all your lightsaber and uh, what you're wearing, and it's just it was great. It's a lot of fun. I can't believe I finished it. I was like, holy shit! I finished the fucking game. (laughs) <laughs> I gotta go back and finish Spider Man. I never finished Spider Man. Oh, uh,
1: you gotta finish that game.
0: I mean, it's a great fucking game, yeah. so you should play did it.
2: Did you ever finish Narcos?
0: I did not finish Narcos Jeez, also. I'm still on season two. Not Oh my horse. god.
1: Oh, by the way, the show I was talking about on Netflix is called The Dragon Prince.
0: The Dra Oh, I watched the trailer for that. Is it good?
1: I like it. Yeah. I think that um it's not action packed like uh like it you'd expect it to be, but it's kind of engrossing and um I don't know. I think it's well done and well acted and the characters like uh they grow and they don't act stupid and shit like like a uh, Naruto and bullshit like that. It's like uh basically the story is uh the king who uh who gets uh uh I guess betrayed by his own people, gets killed and his son who is going to be king has to like be on the run. And like hot hidden, so no one can can kill him. Up, he's the rightful heir to the throne, and um, he go, you know, he has adventures, and he fucking finds a dragon, and it's cool shit. So it's kind of like a Game of Thrones, yeah, but like anime. Oh, it's 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 and it's magic and shit.
0: Cool. I thought the trailer cool. was pretty cute or cool, not cute.
1: I thought it was cool. It's I didn't a watch. Bit, It look, there's some action sequences yeah. in it yeah. that are great yeah.
0: and like really really cool.
1: Uh, and, but there's overall, it's just it's just a well written character pieces, and like the king's like a really like you feel bad because he's he was a really good king and he got killed, and there's a guy who's a scumbag who's trying to take over. It's like you know Game of Thrones shit.
0: Nice Dragon Prince. Yeah. Uh, and a- yeah, yeah, also yeah. this week, the weekend, the show post will be the first half of the Crisis on Infinite Earths yeah. Geek Mooner. C W crossover. Uh, which yeah, is, I saw the trailer. It's kind of like their version of Endgame for DC on TV. Uh they just put out a trailer for it where you get to see uh Kevin Conroy as the Batman from <laughs> That was
1: just hilarious
0: universe. Why did you laugh? Kevin Conroy, you you heard in our intro playing Bruce Wayne, and it's from uh Bat Batwoman's world, Batman. Really it's old. It's like
1: Kevin Conroy is just not Batman. <laughs> he's Batman's voice. In voice he's the guy at yes. the beginning of our show. Yeah. Doing the intro, but, you know, he's ba- he's the animated Batman. If, it were, if they animated him. Yeah, it would work a lot better. It would work great. <laughs> you see, uh, but he's not Batman.
0: You see Tyler like, like Hoekland come up to Tom Welling. And go, you're Clark Kent, aren't you? So it's gonna be yeah. a lot of Superman, a lot of Batman. Universe is ending, and I guess the only Earth that's left is Earth 38, which is, I believe, Supergirl's Earth. Who's the bad guy? Uh, the anti monitor. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then there's the monitor. Black Lightning's in this, and then Harrison Wells is playing someone that there's the keyboard
1: and the mouse, too
0: there's function. a monitor there's a keyboard there's a disc drive remember when yeah. you had external disc drives you gotta watch out for the jazz you got the jazz drives there's the zip <laughs> yeah. discs don't forget don't forget the zip discs oh my god all the storage that we don't ever will ever be able to use no anymore. one gets any of these references these are but design jokes from the late 90s early yeah. 2000s uh but first three hours We'll be next week. We will have, we're going to watch them, right, guys? Watch these three episodes. Wait, we're watching them? Yes, we're watching them. Well, you don't want to watch them? Oh, fuck. I'm going to watch it just for you So, what
1: days? Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Oh, my God. They gave Melissa Benoist
0: uh, bangs.
2: I I am watching that now. Is that
0: bad? Does it not look good? It's it's, it's a weird. It's Sunday, Monday, Tuesday? Yeah, it's like the Irishman split over three days, Anthony. That's all. What, um,. (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yes. Will it uh, will it be streaming? Uh, on CW? I don't know. Shit! Set your DVR. Do you have a DVR? So what what
2: what what's the up? Uh, what's the talk called? I know it's Crisis on Infinite Earths, but what do I have to record? Is
0: Superman, that- Flash, and Arrow, and then it comes back next year and finishes out. It's five hours altogether. Finishes out the last two it's hours. Superman, Supergirl. Sorry, <laughs> Supergirl. Sunday? Yes. Sunday, December 8th starts okay. with Supergirl. And then Monday, there's a show. I think it's The Flash. And then Tuesday, we'll figure it out. If you don't watch it, right, I'll see. watch I it. You should watch. It's a big uh, crossover. It's, uh, the universe is uh, it's going to suck, but it is. You know that. I mean, already. after, yeah, after. Uh, no, no I'm no sure it'll be, be, it'll be sucky, no sucky, fun. sucky fun. God, after watching The Watchmen, like, it's ruined all TV. The Watchmen's probably the best fucking you, superhero you show. Uh, I've seen.
2: You have to almost compartmentalize yes, what you you're watch.
0: Yes, like this is not HBO, it's not even right. Netflix, just for what it is. Mhm. What's it's funny? It's when it's
2: when you compartmentalize and then it hits below your expectation is when you really I mean fucked.
0: the novelty of seeing all these crazy multiverse characters. I've been watching The Flash this season and it's like, yes, you have to like take yourself back and but it's hilarious. This whole season they've been talking about crisis like Gotta get ready for crisis. Did you buy a thing for crisis? Are you ready for crisis? Crisis is coming. Like they just, the monitors told them it's coming. I just think it's funny that they refer to it it's to, as crisis. It's referred to as crisis, so they know something's up and uh universe is being destroyed. Eh, we'll talk about it. what else are we going to review. Uh,
1: this thing. I love it if the anti-monitor
0: was just an iPad. <laughs> I have no monitor. I have an iPad. You have yeah. to buy a separate All keyboard. One. Yes. Yeah. Try the Apple Pencil. It's magical. Uh, okay, news from the nation, real quick. This time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. <laughs> wow, that's an aggressive one. Okay, got it up. Listener, join the conversation. Join our Facebook group. It's called Jock and Nerd Nation. I will pull comments. You will hear your name, your comments shared on the air, or just send us an email, show at jockandnerd.com, or send us a carrier pigeon. Get in touch. Uh, this is the part of the show where I share the listener's thoughts. Uh, Brian Goff has a, a, a post, a comment here I want to share, because as Harley Quinn show started with this first episode, the second season of Titans on DC Universe ended. It had the second season finale. And uh, this is not something I say a lot about shows. This fucking show, I think, maybe, trash. I think the show is trash. It's a hot mess. Brian Goff says it perfectly. I'm just going to share his thoughts. He says Titan spoilers, maybe. Spoiler alert. He says season two has turned out to be such an aimless mess with way too many characters all doing nothing. The additions of Donna Troy, Hawk and Dove, Jason Todd, Aqualad, Rose Wilson, and Superboy all seem like a great idea, but the show is just flat out boring. Deathstroke is portrayed as a Thanos-like villain. ...that all the Titans fear and have a nightmare about... ...and he's just a fucking ninja with guns. I've been watching and wondering what the big fucking deal is with this guy. Also, the addition of Bruce Wayne character sucks. He's basically only shown <laughs> as an inner voice for Dick Grayson. With two episodes left this season, I am not excited at any aspect of a, of a big finale... ...or what's going to happen next. Also, Jason Todd is, a, is an annoying little shit. Beast Boy only turns into a tiger... ...and it's happened less than five times all season... Dove's soft-spoken demeanor is irritating. The whole plot with Deathstroke trying to disband the Titans is just dumb. Hopefully, some of these characters are killed off before season three. Tell us what you really think, Brian. But but other than that, (sighs) he really liked it. Listen, he is absolutely dead on. There is a plot. Are you watching this? I've watched it. I've watched the whole second season. There is no story. Like, it, it, the, there's a part where Deathstroke convinces Dick he has to punish himself for some reason. And so what does Dick do? He goes and punches out some cops and gets himself thrown in uh, the penitentiary. And then I'm like, all right, maybe he's there to, like, infiltrate or get some— inf- No, he's just there to punish himself. It's the fucking dumbest thing I've ever seen. I Fuck just remember,
1: remember, like— the second to last episode of the first season, yeah. where there just there's a bubble around the house. Yes, and I'm like, this is fucking stupid. This is dumb. This is what it's all led up to. This is the season's finale. No, it wasn't is-
0: because the first season of the second season was the finale of that story.
1: Yeah, and then okay, we come back, we fu- we'll finish that up, and it's
0: even stupider. And so the last episode, so- like it cleans up. It, the pacing is fucked up. The editing. There was stuff where, like, uh, he gets into the Nightwing costume in the final episode, but there's an edit where he's by the car, then it cuts, and he's, like, 10 feet away by Deathstroke, and it cuts, and he's back over there, and it's just so fucking horrible, and they wrap up the Deathstroke thing, and then they got to wrap up the Connor Kent Cadmus thing. I like Crypto, the super dog. It was great to see Crypto, but the show is a fucking hot mess. It has no fucking story. And I told you that show was hot garbage from the first it, episode. And it's so it got a third season. It's been renewed. That it's going to be a third season, that, which will probably be about Starfire, who she's, she loses her powers. And somebody, no one's watching this nobody show. Nobody fucking know. cares. Yeah, no but, one cares. Yeah, what a wow, what, a, a, dismal what failure. a trash show this turned out to be. is so disappointing. This is like the Gotham of the DC Universe. I tell you what, though. the well, Donna, Imran, would, Imran would love it, then. Donna Troy was pretty hot playing. Like I liked watching her. The girls were all pretty hot on the show. It's yeah. There's nothing wrong with the women on the show. It's just like this writing and the pacing is a mess. Makes no sense. So yeah. Yeah. What it's worth. There's a great (laughs) uh, review of season two of Titans and Bill Vincent has thoughts on a new movie that came out. He says, just saw knives out. This is a latest movie by Ryan Johnson directed The Last Jedi. He said 98% of the reason was because how stacked the cast was and 2% because the plot looked a bit interesting. Let me just say that I was really surprised at how good this movie was. Plot was an original twist on a trope that has been done a lot and the entire cast acted their asses off. And I was finally full-on shook to see that it was written and directed by Ryan Johnson. Had no idea. Really recommend this movie, y'all. Uh, Phil Rude jumped in and has a good comment saying, whatever you think of The Last Jedi, it's not really representative of Ryan Johnson. He is a master of genre and trope bending in his other movies. I haven't seen Knives Out yet, but I've been looking forward to it. Check out Looper and Brick. Two good movies. They're both fantastic. This movie is uh, 97% on Rotten Tomatoes.
1: The cast
0: is... You got to know a lot of these names. You got... Uh, Daniel Craig, Chris Evans, Jamie Lee Curtis, Michael Shannon, Don Johnson, Tony Collette, Christopher Plummer, Catherine Lankford, uh, Frank Oz is in this fucking movie. Uh, so I don't know. What do you think? Yoda? Yeah. Fucking Frank Oz, Fozzie Bear and Yoda. Wow. Can you <laughs> hurt a guy's uh, reputation? Because The Last Jedi hurt Ryan Johnson's reputation because I do think he's a pretty good writer director.
1: I mean, look, The Last Jedi, that's a huge property, huge IP. It comes with a lot of baggage. Um, you know, it it it's a touchy thing for a dude who does movies that are not that. I mean Looper and Brick were they're all right movies. They're pretty good. Yeah. I mean, uh I didn't go back and rewatch Looper a thousand times and I saw Brick once and it was fine. It wasn't like, oh, this is my new religion. So uh this movie though, I'm hearing so much yeah positive shit about so i'm really curious to see it um regardless of the last jedi because i feel like that's not the kind of movie he should be making anyway he shouldn't be touching other people's stuff
0: would you let him uh he wanted to direct the episode of the mandalorian i kind of would let him i kind of want to see i would like to see what that looks like i mean I, I don't know. What's the, who cares? It's a- <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: but like, uh, I'm not, I, I think he's a talented director. He's just a dickhead. <laughs> That's all.
0: That's he just the problem. Like, fuck,
1: he, his attitude was like, fuck the fans. Yeah. And uh, let me show you how cool I am by saying fuck you to the fans. And I think you can do that to a degree. But then he got, he went to the, to the internet and started fucking, Fucking with them and calling them names and shit, and I'm like, okay, maybe they deserve it, but at the same time, that's still not classy for him to do. It's, you know, especially he's the one that fuck with their shit. So I don't know. I felt like that's why he's got a lot of bad juju. Yeah. But um. Anyhow, this movie's probably awesome. So
0: I'm on. Have it. you seen the trailer for this, Anthony, and all you know about Knives Out?
1: Nope. Uh, it's like a murder mystery yeah. type thingy. Yeah,
0: it looks fun. The trailer looked fun. Who done it? And the cast uh, is amazing. I don't amazing. watch trailers
2: that I don't know about or care about unless someone tells me that I should watch it. I just don't.
0: I don't. I don't seek them out. You don't. Know, you know. Just check out trailers. I love no. just watching the trailer channel. Like show me all these trailers. I didn't even know that there's a trailer channel. Yeah, you, there's lots of trailer channels on YouTube on on, on uh, the Apple TV. There's like just hmm. the Apple trailers. A uh, no. lot of fun uh, Alright uh, That's about it I do want to tell the listener It's the holiday season If you're shopping uh, you oh, yeah. Use our Amazon affiliate link Check the show notes Or just type in Jockiner.com Slash Amazon And it will take you right to Amazon It looks just like Amazon You buy gifts for yourself For your family And you give us a gift for us Also a little bit on the side Comes off the back end Costs you nothing We'll paint some houses for you it's all good. Just go to jockandert.com slash uh, Amazon or visit the show notes for this episode, uh, jockandert.com slash 303. Rugs, where can the listener find you?
1: I will be on Twitter uh, tweeting about tanning my butthole.
0: Oh, the Brazilian wax. Is that a thing? <laughs> no,
1: this no? is not a Brazilian thing. It's
2: bleaching your asshole. <laughs> there's, oh, wait. No, that's not it either.
1: There's a rumor that something on the internet about if you put... Sunlight, direct sunlight oh, on your ass, Sun chugging,
0: sun butt chugging. Yeah. I said, what does it do? It's good for your health. Really? <laughs> yeah,
1: it makes you live longer. So you
2: gotta... That's something Imran would read on the internet and take as fact for sure. I just
1: want to see Imran just, like, on a sunny day at his backyard with his I ass mean, Can out. you
2: imagine Imran's skin is already <laughs> sensitive with the vitiligo? I would burn How my... sensitive would his butthole be?
0: <laughs> I would have to put SPF 1500 on my taint. Oh my God. Why are we talking like... about my asshole now? <laughs> I
1: don't know. We talked about balls all last show. It's a show. good thing I have it it the down.
0: lawnmower 2.0 because I can clean up down there a little bit before. I, <laughs> right. I, I sun you can, can clear can out my... the forest. I can clear out the forest. Let the sun in yeah. right up my anus. <laughs> That's the thing. Get your vitamin B12 that way, listener. Thanks for listening to the Jacket and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran.
2: My name is Anthony.
0: He's the jock. He's the nerd. Peep you next time. What a really rug boy on Twitter. Like I said whatever <laughs> Whatever, they'll find you. Just wanna see if I'm in if, I, if I'm just bleaching my slack hole. Get the it's fuck out. Pictures <laughs> of <laughs> rug sun tanning his ass.